patience. It's all good. No worries. Bam, we're live. All right. Hey, are you in front of a strip club? No. <laughs> oh, because when we we interviewed Jacob Hepner, he lives out in the sticks. And no. <laughs> uh, and then there's a fighter who also lives out in the sticks, and they always drive to a parking lot where there's a strip club. I'm like, why there? They're like, dude, amazing Wi-Fi. Amazing. <laughs> No, I'm uh I work at uh with uh GE Aviation here in Cincinnati, so I'm uh just outside one of the buildings. Oh, what what do they do? They uh what what do they do? Build airplanes or uh, they build the engines. Or? Oh shit, wow. Yeah. Um I thought Boeing had like some sort of lockup on that or is it for uh, is it for private planes? Uh these guys like uh they have like kind of a military connection as well. So, I think Boeing does like a lot of the big jets and stuff like uh commercial jets and these guys do like a little bit of everything helicopters there's somehow i don't know if they build them on this site but i know like there are helicopters being like engines being built elsewhere for sure um the specs on helicopter engines are crazy not that i'm anything close to an expert but like some like 12 million hours of operation without a failure or some failure or something and i'm like oh i'm so glad to hear that yeah (laughs) just have that one like yeah it's just the one engine and yeah that thing goes uh, what do you do there i'm an ergonomic consultant so like as they're building the engines or like fixing up the facility area like i go and you know make sure they're doing it in a safe manner like ergonomically friendly to, to uh, feng the feng shui of the facility uh more like the one whatever part they're building so like let's say like they have to reach into like the engine to like uh-huh. with something if we can find a better way for them to like not make their arms so crooked and turn funny like we'll find a better way to do it like it, creating a longer lever or whatever it might be are you an engineer no i'm i'm an athletic trainer by trade so like uh when aaron Rodgers and nick chubb went down like the people that went out on the field that's what i do or that's what i de- used to do Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns running back. He got hurt last night. His knee kind of exploded, apparently. I didn't watch it, but I've seen pictures. So it doesn't look good. (laughs) We got a guy who's been coming on the show uh, periodically who's out of um, Shepherds University who made it to the Chicago Bears as a D2 quarterback. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. And it's the first time I've been excited about football in 25 years. <laughs> I was a 49er and a Raider fan as a, as a kid, you know, 10 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, one of my buddies, one of my buddies been telling me his kid's going to play in the NFL for like the last 20 years. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, hey, asshole. My son's <laughs> a backup quarterback for the Bears. That's and, awesome. he, and whenever I would talk about him on the show, on the podcast too, all the people in the comments be like, no one's ever going to make it from D2. And he's made yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah, Tyson Bajan. I'm so excited okay. for my buddy. Yeah. I can't tell if I'm more excited for him or uh or his son. That's awesome. Like that's so cool. Like he's seeing those, you know, small schools like making it big. What's the C stand for on your hat? Uh Cincinnati. Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Baseball. Baseball, yep. Are you pursuing that um athletic trainer uh thing too like do you do it for high schools or college or just on no, the side I did. I did it for about 15 years like 10 years or so at the high school level and then uh 
I did some pro baseball, like minor leagues, and then some minor league hockey. And then, like, that work schedule is just a little, like, just got to a point where I wanted to live my life a bit, and this job opened up here. So now I work a 40-hour work week with no nights or weekends. Are you, um, oh, you hear that echo when you came in? Yeah. yeah. See, um, all you have to do is switch, um, mute this. Not mute. Oh, turn the computer down all the way and then uh, switch, choose your mics in the settings. Computer's off, mic in the settings. I'll show you what's happening here if you can see. Um, um, so we're in a studio, we're in the same room, and this is the first time Susan's been in the same room as me. So he just popped up. Oh, shit. I don't know. Did it go away? So lower the com- lower the volume on your computer and make it come through your headset only. Well, it's coming through some speaker on there. So some speakers still on. You got to choose a different speaker. And the only speaker is on the computer. Are you still hearing an echo? Tim? Yeah. I'm getting one here, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, Tim, who's that looking through your black window, your back window? Um, there shouldn't be anybody back there. <laughs> They're just trying to scare you in the comments. <laughs> That's their favorite thing to do to guess. <laughs> who's looking? Who's looking through your window? How uh, How old are you? I'm 36. 30. Wow. And, and yep. you're the games winner. Correct. Yep. Wow. Two fuck. times. I won it last year as well for the first year in the division with the division. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. And and how long have you been doing CrossFit? Uh, 2 years. <laughs> what what where do you come from? What's your uh, athletic background? Yours personally? Uh, mine personally, I played baseball in high school, baseball and swam in high school. Um did a little weightlifting in high school for baseball. Um and then once I got to college, I kind of did some I tried track and field. Um, I really wanted to try out for the U.S. Paralympic team, go like for a shot put. Um, so lifting with that and all that stuff. So I have like the Olympic lifting background just from that. And then um, just some different, all sorts of different things. I tried kettlebell sport, um, which is a big Russian sport. Um, kettlebells, that- uh, what, the Russian ones where it only goes to here, right? There, yep. Okay. And then um, – so from there, like I just I did that for a couple. Of, I just like competing, so I just been trying to find all sorts of different avenues. And then, you know, they announced the short stature division two years ago, and I was like, well, I guess this is my time to give it a shot. And I guess it worked out pretty well for me. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Hey, does um, I'm not a baseball fan at all. Okay. I throw baseball and golf away. I apologize. Maybe That's I'm gonna right. go, I'm gonna burn in hell for that. Um. What is it swimming? What tra- what in your background transferred to CrossFit that you're like, oh God, I'm glad my parents put me in that. Is it the uh, swimming? The engine from swimming? I yeah, I think so, but I also haven't really swam since high school. So 18 years ago. Uh-huh. Like I tried it like here and there, like throughout like the past 18 years, but it wasn't anything consistent. I think it was more just the competitive nature. Like always like trying different things like uh we always did like a at the ho- i used to work in a hospital setting and we had like a wellness center fitness center connected to it and so we would like my bosses and i would do like 
a hit the deck type of workout, like a lot or find a wad, like workout of the day online and do that. So there was always some kind of different connection to burpees or whatever, you know, pull ups, things like that. How tall are you? I'm four or five. And how much do you weigh? I'm at one forty three. Is is and is that the weight you show up to the games at? Yeah, I'm trying to get down to uh, like one thirty five, just so make those pull ups a little easier, <laughs> like those like gymnastics type movements a little smoother and a little easier for me. But I mean, I also like ice cream a little too much. So <laughs> yeah, at night, uh, just whenever my dog has a good day, I treat him to a thing of ice cream because they all have a pup cup now so i just get oh, all of that. <laughs> uh i'm 51 in, in my uh 30s i would do uh one of those uh uh small things of ben and jerry's oh before, yeah. I, before i'd go to sleep in front of the tv yeah. whatever that that small size not the really small size but just like, like the, the, the no pint. one has yeah 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 i have i tried i've tried the they have a like a cookie brownie mix one and that one's pretty good um and then your your instagram is tater tot yep how did you how did you get that name uh it was a nickname growing up um kids in the neighborhood like they called me tater tot and my brother was french fry (laughs) Is, is your brother tall and skinny uh, he was when we were growing, like he was, uh, he's he about was too now. Like he's not, like he played baseball in college. So he put some muscle on like on the weight programs and he's still like lifting and stuff. So he's a solid, like things about 180 to 190. How, how close? Oh yeah. So that's, that's still pretty. I mean, that's skinny. 196 too. He's not, it's not like he's fat. No, he's, he's pretty solid. Um, what, uh, what made you think? What made you think you could win the games? What, I just have a good competitive nature. Like, I always, I've always been a com- competitor. Like, growing up in an average height family, like, we always played sports. Like, when my mom's side of the family would get together, it'd always be basketball or football, whatever it might be. So I was always competing against them. And then um, in the kettlebell sport, like, I won my division which was just my weight class. It wasn't even like a short stature division. It was just weight class um, at the Arnold uh, Sports Festival in Columbus. And like just knowing I have that background, um, every year the Dwarf Athletic Association of America hosts their national games. Um, this year was in Austin. I didn't, I haven't been in, since 2016. Uh, obviously COVID played a factor, but also working in pro baseball doesn't help either. Um, but, um, you know, I'd always kind of compete well on those different stages, which, you know, show, like I felt at least in my division, I would have stand a chance. I didn't know what I was going up against, but, you know, at least had a fair shot. Wow, I had no idea there was a Dwarf Athletic Association. And look at the first thing they have on there is basketball. Yeah. Everyone loves basketball. Yeah. It doesn't matter the height. It's a fun, It's an easy sport to play, competitive. Um, there's two. There's actually two dwarfs on the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. They're brothers. No shit. Yeah. R- right now they are? Yep. 
Harlem Globe Trotters Dwarf. Hot Shot Swanson, is that the guy's name? Shortest yep, player the, in team's history. Yep. Him and his brother. I don't know. Like what I know like Harlem Globetrotters have like multiple teams, I think I believe. So I don't know which one like they both play on. Like Justin, I think, is his brother's name. What is, how how many dwarfs are there in the United States? United States, uh like forty thousand or so. And there's three hundred and fifty million people here? Someone do the math on that way. Hey, when you, how often do you see another dwarf? I mean, like besides if you go to some like a like dwarf a, like convention or something. Convention. Yeah, um, yeah. Do they have a dwarf convention? I was trying to make fun yeah, of you. Yeah, oh, that's like course. the DFA kind of goes along with the LPA, Little People of America. Like okay. they go, they're in the same spot, like same time. What is Little People of America and what? Little People of America. And what's the other? What and do they that, come with? D Triple A. Like they're combined together. Like they go, they're there. Like they go at the same time. What's D Triple A? That's the Dwarf Athletic Association of America. No shit, fuck. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, how often do you see a dwarf just in your day to day life? In my day to day life, I uh, I'm lucky if it's like once a month. Yeah, and, and then that's, do you... that's that's false now. Um, Too much. There's a kid I mentor who. Um, like in Cincinnati, like he, uh, we both play roller hockey, uh-huh. and we'll see each other on Sundays for that. And then um, we started an adaptive CrossFit class at my gym, uh, New Cove CrossFit in Newport. It's like right, it's right across the river from Cincinnati, and uh, he's been showing up to that. So, I guess now technically more than once, but it's the same person over and over. Yeah, I, I would think that like if you went somewhere and you saw, like if you're in an airport and you saw another dwarf, would you look at him and nod at him like just two black guys walking by in middle America? Like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Armenians do that. And in, in, I mean, we just I mean, we don't have a lot to go on, but we can be like if I hear someone say an Armenian word or if I see someone with a big nose, kind of I'll be like Italian, Greek, Armenian. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, kind of kind of assess their. um their background. Uh, Eaton Beaver, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. The fuck oh. made you the official greeter? <laughs> what? When do you? Um, when do you know um, you're not going to grow as tall as everyone else? When do you know you're a dwarf? Like, how old are you? I was telling someone the other day. I, I was in a bathroom at a pizza place one time, and this lady's banging on the door, and she's like, "Come out, old man, come out!" And like, I'd only been in there for thirty seconds. I was only thirty-four at the time. And I came out, and it's this 5'10", super hot chick with her boobs out, who's like 18 years old. She's like, old man, you were in there forever. I'm like, fuck. All I could think of was is I was an old man. I was like, really? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like now, like they find out pretty much right before, like in the womb. Like, No, but when do you find out? When did I find out? Um, yeah, like when do you – are you like four and you're like, hey, what the yeah, fuck's going on here? I think that's about when it – when it was because like my brother's three years younger than me yeah and for like for a bit there like i thought we were twins like you know three years younger we're going to be twins and the next you know he kept growing and i stopped (laughs) and and, and do you remember the early conversations with your mom or does someone say how did how how does someone explain it to you like like if you that's a great i honestly like i can't remember when the first conversation happened just is I know those conversations happen, but like 
it's kind of like it is what it is type of deal. So we just let like just my parents didn't treat me any different. Like it was we're doing the same thing. So may as well just hang out and you know. Fuck, your brother's a giant. Yeah. Um because you know, um I, I don't mean to pigeonhole all of them, but Jew, Jewish families and black families will pull their kids aside often and be like, hey, life's going to be fucking hard for you. People are going to pick on you and shit. I personally don't think you should tell a kid that. I think you should let them like find that shit out on their own so that yeah. they're not looking for it. But it happened to my wife. She was Jewish. I have tons of Jewish friends. It happens to them. You know, their parents are like, hey, people don't like you. And I hear that in the black community also. D- did you get any of that? Did your parents pull you aside and kind of set you up for like, hey, people are going to fuck with you? They were like, life's going to be hard. Yeah. Like they knew, like, I mean, I knew it, but I also knew it was going to happen that way. Like what, how, what helped was like in school, like I had some, I'm, I made all friends, like all sorts of friends, like all different demographics. And like, you know, it was just, I tried to be friendly with everybody. And then by the time I got to high school, like everybody knew who I was. And if they were new to the school, like, you know, my friends kind of, stepped in and made like they kind of had like that watchful eye or so if yeah you would. yeah yeah and like same goes like when we're out and like in a, out and about like where we just had Oktoberfest this past weekend or in um like in cincinnati and like everybody like my friends would be like not so much a watchful protector but like uh you know if somebody said something that they weren't happy with like they'd get angrier than i would mm-hmm. like i'm just to a point now where like i just brush it off and forget i'll forget about it in five minutes but like they step in and say something um i i was uh i, I was little as a kid i'm only five five now but i did stand next to colton mertens and I, he says he's five four and he's taller than me so now i'm starting like to wonder what the fuck's up like i probably <laughs> yeah. measure myself um but i had even even being five five or you know as a kid i was obviously not five five but i same thing with my friends i mean I felt like the bigger kids like looked out for me because I was always a yeah. small kid. Um, that being said, um, if you saw someone with one arm, you'd probably stare, right? And so people, if there's only 40,000 dwarves, or, or even if you don't stare, you want to stare. I mean, yeah. I'm sure like when you go out, kids, it's not that anything good or bad. It's just that no one's ever fucking seen, no six-year-old's yeah. ever seen someone who's four, what'd you say? You're four or five? Four or five, yeah. Yeah, they're like, wait a second. Like, they can't put you in a in a box. Yeah. You're like a flower amongst all the weeds. Yes. And that's, I mean, like, the kids, like, they're going to stare. They're going to say something. Like, and it is, it is what it is as long as it's more like how the parents react that I pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, are the parents, like, trying to, like, hide their kid, like, sh- like protect their kid from that? Or are they, like, uh, educating their child? I guess if they're educating, then like, you know, that parent, they're doing the right thing. Hey, everybody's going to be like, everybody's different. Things happen. And I don't have a problem with my kids. Um, uh, the two, the two incidents I can remember is we were at the beach one time, like there was uh, at, at the top of the beach and there was a guy there with one leg and my kids were just walked over and were staring at him. And like, I didn't say anything like, and and then they came over, they're like, hey, that guy's missing a leg. I'm like, yeah, did you ask him about it? They're like, no. And then they went back over there, and they're like, hey, what happened to your leg? And they talked to the guy for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then there was another time we were walking by uh, outside seating area, and there was a girl with Down syndrome. And my 8-year-old, well, he's probably 6 at the time, stopped, like, literally, like, 2 feet from her and was just watching her. And I just kind of, I let him do it. It's like, hey, 
and the people were super cool too. The chick started, the girl with down, the lady with down syndrome started talking to him, but there's a, um, obviously having down syndrome is way different than missing an arm or being a dwarf yeah. way different. But, um, there's a, I, I don't know. I just feel like people should probably lean into it more than push away from it. Right. I mean, if you go somewhere where there's a lot of drunk people, they have to be wanting to say stuff to you. Everyone thinks they're coming up with like clever lines and shit to say to yeah. you. Right. They all, every person thinks they're like coming up with the newest thing that they can come up. Like that. I've something I've never heard before. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 36 years old. I've heard it all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And do you ever, do you lean into it at all? Uh, It depends on the mood I'm in. Like if I'm in a good mood, then like, honestly, I'll end up kind of fucking around with them a bit. Like if there's a table of drunk people and you walk by and they said something, you stop and put your hands on the table and be like, what? And like, and just like enjoy their, like fuck with them. Give them a little. Okay. Yeah. I'll mess around with them. Yeah. If I'm in a bad mood. It's like the only way. Yeah, as if you go if if you go into it, then like everyone's like then it's not funny them to them anymore, so they stop. And they're just curious. Yeah, at the end of the day, they just want to shake your hand. They just want to like, um, I've I've never personally interacted with a dwarf in person. Never shook a hand. Never hi. Never a hug. Never like sat next to one in class and cheated off of him in math. Nothing. Never smoked a joint with one. Yeah, you you wouldn't want to cheat off me in math. That's not the, <laughs> I'm not the right person for that one. <laughs> but but my point is is that like people, I just think that the only way to when I was thirty four and that girl called me old man that that stung a little bit. Now yeah. the now the comments are now at fifty one. The comments are full of hey old man, why is there an old guy interviewing people in CrossFit? And I'm like uh huh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, trust me, I don't want to be old either. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I go along with it sometimes. Like, other times I'm just like, especially if I've had a bad day, like, the last thing I want to do is, like, deal with it. Like, right. just how I am. Like, my family's comes from Ireland and Italy, so, like, I have both of those, and those both are kind of angry people. Yeah. And so I kind of got both sides of that. So <laughs> occasionally that anger comes out. <laughs> it was kind of like you're famous no matter where you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like you never, you can't just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the store, and no one's gonna look at me." Yeah, no, ever. No. Like I used to have Great Danes, and everywhere you, it's like fuck. And I would, I smoked weed back then, so I was always paranoid. Yeah, and I hated walking my dog because someone was gonna come talk to me. Yeah, I get uh, my dog's uh, German Shepherd mix, so he's like 85 plus pounds. Like I don't know, he hasn't been weighed in a while. But like when I first got him, and like was he's fat, you feed him ice cream, you open with that. Your dog's fat. yeah. That <laughs> did. So, uh, but, um, like people would stop my car, like make me take my AirPods out. Like I thought I knew them because yeah. being from Northern Kentucky, like someone in my family probably knows like quite a, like some, or they know somebody in my family and I thought that's what they'll say. But then they're like, you know, that dog's going to get awful big, don't you? And I'm like, you wouldn't say that to anybody. <laughs> I'm like, you would not say that to any single other person right now. If you just say it to me because you think it's funny. Like, I'm like, come on. And do you say that to them? I I just go along with him like yeah you're not wrong like he is big like he's already 80 pounds like he's gonna get a little bit bigger but I'm more upset that they made me stop my music than anything yeah yeah <laughs> um uh Allison NYC uh 
If I see another girl with huge boobs, we don't nod, we chest bump. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, girls with huge boobs. That's another thing. You know what I mean? Like you walk by them and you're like, whoa. Yeah, you're kind of like looking out of the side of your 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 eye. Yeah. That's um, you tied. Yeah, there you go. Those are nice glasses. You're yeah. pulling them off. Not everyone. I can't pull those off, but you're pulling no. those off. Those are the good. Those are the radar locks. Oakley's. This is my favorite. I got to get a new set of a nose piece, though. I got to get a new nose piece for them, though. They're falling off on those. How's your How's your body? Thirty six, uh, doing CrossFit at the highest level. Ah, uh, you beat up. I feel it occasionally. Like I'm in the middle of like the Wadapalooza qualifiers right now. So I did one and two yesterday. Um, luckily, like today's been a pretty low, slow day. So and it's pretty early still. So I haven't felt it too much, but I know I'll feel it in a bit. Um, but I do my best like uh, to maintain it. I see a chiropractor every two weeks. Uh, I get a massage once a month. Like I don't stretch as much as I should, but I'm going to I need to start doing that more. So it's actually hanging up pretty good. And um, you tied last year with Mikey. Correct. Does any part of that kind of annoy you? Is that the only tie? Yeah. Just like, hey, motherfuckers, give us another event and let someone win this shit. That's what uh, I think it would have been a cool invite to the games and like let us kind of go head to head on the floor, like for one or two events. Like, and if we tie on those two like you know we both like if he wins one i win the other then do a third one dude people would have gone crazy in the coliseum if you and mikey came out (laughs) people would have lost their shit and been like for the fittest short stature person in the world we have tim murray and mikey wittius oh my god in between like the men's and women's final yeah, I think that would have been like that's what like what a missed opportunity to do that. Like they oh were gonna reach out God, to like, dude. their connection at headquarters and be like, "Hey, let's do this." Like, why can't dude. we do this? <laughs> six minutes? Yeah, something just like right, yeah. you know, four minutes workout and then a two minute crowning ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit, dude, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that, hey, yeah, that's still... a huge missed. That's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. So um, I know I I have already registered for the Wheelwad Finals in Raleigh. Um, uh-huh. I don't. Know what do you mean the finals? Why the finals? Because you already did something to qualify for the finals. Yeah, or? we do. Uh, they had the online qualifiers, and um, uh, it was right after the Open, like right before semifinals. And then they did their semifinals in July, and so I know, like, I'm pretty sure we both qual. Like, I mean, we were both one two, so we both qualified. And I'll be you there. And, you and uh, Mr. Wittius both qualify. Yeah. Yep. Who, who, who's one and who's two? Are you one or he's I'm one? I'm one. You're I'm one. one. Yep. Are you, are you better than him? I like to think so. Yeah. I'll How be, did he do the year you won? How did he do the year you won? I think he finished third last year. Okay. Last year, 2022. Yeah. Right. So what year? I apologize. I'm going to judge you pretty heavily here. I mean, I asked right. a loaded question. Okay, here we go. How much did you weigh the first year? You went to the games. It's right about the same, 140, 140. Okay. All right. I was going to say you put on some ice cream weight maybe and yeah. <laughs> fucked up your uh... – No, is he, is he younger than you? Is he younger than you? 36 I is think, pushing. I think he's like 32. 
Okay. He's got a few, I got a few years on him. I didn't think I had that much, but like I had to, I looked it up like this past year just to kind of see. I was just curious myself. Um, when I was 37, I started having to warm up. Like literally, I mean, to do CrossFit, I had to already be in a full sweat. Like I'm not cleaning yeah. unless I'm already – unless I'm like sweating already. Where you don't have to do that. Are you approaching that where it's like shit before you um, do – I feel much better if I have like a 10 to 15-minute like nice little warm-up going. Like sweating. Uh, yeah. I'll do like a two-minute row, ski, jog, whatever it might be. Like just something to get the heart rate up and then – it's a lot of spider lunges and Samson stretch, like just enough to get the hips. It's more the hips and low back that I'm struggling the most with. <laughs> um, t- Tim, do you want more attention for your accolades? Like I look at I look at your Instagram account and I'm like, holy shit, he's got uh, it's like Travis Mayer's Instagram account. It's like, yeah, you have okay, yeah, you have 1,700 um, followers and yet you're the you're the fittest guy in the world two years in a row. Um. Yeah, like it would be nice. Like I kind of that's what I'm looking for, but I don't want it for myself. Like mm-hmm. so I have a couple kids I mentor. Like I just want people to see that we can do the exact same thing anybody else does. Like obviously mod or not I don't want to call it modifications. Like it's more of a adaptive ad- adaptation. Cuz like I'm not like I think the like why what needs to be adapted? I can't think of anything. What needs to be adapted for uh, or it's modified? More, uh, which one? What are the big ones? Like, obviously, like, our running, like, the distance stuff. Like, our skier, like, skier distances and calories, like, aren't going to be the same. Like, I figured it out, like, kind of playing around with what our gym does and, like, what I do. Um, so, like, for a mile run, like, three-quarter mile run is probably going to be what I'm going to do if I want to keep up with the rest of the class. Because obviously my stride's not as long, so I'm not able to get that full length that they're able to run it in. Like my mile time is like ten and a half minutes. Like where theirs might be eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. And like same thing with like a ski erg or like the row. Like if they're doing thirty calories, it's gonna take me three minutes. Where someone else it's gonna take them two, two and a half. So but there's nothing that you can't do, like right? It's not no. like um like a dude with like they have to get the guy with one arm has to have a special jump rope. Yeah. Like I I mean I can do double unders like normal. I can do everything else normal. Like my I have like the kids like rogue pull up bar that I just throw on there. Um so it's just, just modified for size. It's basically just yeah. modified for for yeah. for height. Yeah. Mass moves mass. Yep. And 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 theoretically you would be able to, there's other things you'd be able to do significantly better. Like theoretically you'd be able to cycle double unders faster because it's the ropes traveling. Is it traveling a shorter distance or is a circle a circle? I don't it's fucking a little know. Bit I'm no, I'm no I actually person. just recently figured out how to do double unders consistently. I was actually doing like a double tap with my feet in the middle. Yeah. So I was doing twice as much work, but like just the other day, like the guy that was judging me, um, for the double unders on, he was like, dude, I can't keep up with how fast you're going now. <laughs> oh. So, like, it's, I mean, my rope's going to be, you know, say eight inches shorter than everybody else's, so it doesn't have to go as far. Um, someone, Mike McCaskey says, is four a five extreme? Um, is, is, what is, 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 are you even short for a dwarf? No, I'm, uh, oh. like, 
under 410 is considered someone with dwarfism they're like short stature like dwarf um so i'm actually on like a bit of the taller side four or five is four or five is yeah how did you meet your wife are you I'm married? Not married no oh, how did how did i thought i saw a, a lady in here um maybe not do you have a girlfriend i do i'm dating a girl we're uh, oh. we, i mean we met online like anybody else nowadays yeah everyone meets online that's like the only way to do it i feel like now like if you go to the bar and try to talk to somebody like you're just a creep <laughs> hey is that scary i've never done that the only people i've met online are like guys like you know what i mean like guys i'm yeah. friends with and then i see them at the games i'm like hey but i'm not yeah. is that scary going on a date with someone you meet online uh, i wouldn't call it scary it's like i mean you just you know they have that catfishing show or had that catfishing show on mtv or whatever channel it was on and like you just see all those stories and you're like is this what i'm is this what's happening to me right now like am i being catfished yeah. and like you show up and you see the person like you're actually a lot harder than you were in person on the on socials or on the site <laughs> so yeah, the guys yeah. the guys i met um at the games were much nicer than they even were online i was happy i thought it was going to be weird i'm old i know everyone i know is from being in person but i've yeah. made like all these friends like just now online and then this year i went to the games for the first time in four years and i'm like oh these dudes are actually kind of cool this is easy yeah i mean like everyone i've met like i don't know a whole lot of people online like i haven't I, all my friends I know, like I have now, like I knew them in elementary school and then we kind of got away from each other in high school. Just we went to different schools. So it was tough to hang out just based off of the things I was doing and whatnot. And then um, we met back up in college and now we all like we've been in each other's. I've been in all their weddings and now we're all just getting together, hanging out, having fun now. Are, are kids in the uh, future? I hope so. Like, I mean, whatever happens, happens. If, you know, I have kids, great. If I don't, then I have quite a few nephews, four nephews right now that I'm enjoying. Wow. And, like, it's the greatest uh, thing in the world because I go and I, I'm the fun uncle. So I yeah. get them all riled up and then they go home and I get to go home to quiet. <laughs> Your brother has four boys? Uh, he has two. My sister has two as well. How many siblings do you have? Just the two. Two. I'm the oldest of the three. Oh no shit! So you're the big brother, dude. Big four brother. nephews is awesome. How old are they? They're all under. They'll all be under the age of five here. Like my oldest is going to be five in November. Oh shit! They love you to death, then, huh? Yeah, that's the greatest thing. Like walking in, like they see me and their eyes just light up, big smile, and they come running and. The second youngest, he wanted to play hockey the other day. He's like, Uncle Tim, I want to play hockey. <laughs> so we went and played hockey. <laughs> hey, Tim, how did you notice your parents um, changed when, when your siblings started having kids? Did you notice they changed? Oh, yeah. Like, they, it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, they're so happy, like, um, enjoying life. Like, they get to watch the kids, the nephews. They get to hang out and have fun and, like, all that fun jazz. And then, again, same thing. Like, once my brother and sister-in-law get off work, they, they go home and my parents get to rest. <laughs> yeah. I, um, not that my parents were ever curmudgeons. They were always seemed happy, cool people to me. But once we, my sister and I started having grandkids, I felt like I saw their happiness elevate. Like, they just yeah. got 
all of a sudden like a burden had been lifted off of them or something. They were so happy. Yeah, it's like almost sure. like they turned to little kids again. Yep. I think that's kind of what, like, that's how I felt like with my parents. Like you could see the change. Like I said, they weren't bad. Like they weren't any, like, like you said, curmudgeons or whatever, but like, they were still like, yeah, there was definitely a change. Yeah. They're stoked. Like their mission in life is fulfilled. They're like, ah, yeah. Family moves on. <laughs> Someone named Su Surmus, uh, Sevi. That's me. Hi. Uh, the fact that Tim, that's that's you, is willing to sit this long in a car to chat with you certifies that he's really a good dude. <laughs> hey, what about your car? Um, you just put the seat all the way forward and you can get the pedals and all that? Uh, I have pedal extensions. So oh, they, those they make me so nervous. Add on. Those the... move around at all on the pedal? No, they're actually like, they have like nuts and bolts. Like the way okay. it's set, like, so they're actually sandwiched onto the pedal. So what if it was just like a strap and it uh, slid off of the brake while you were driving? The, I'd have nightmares never had about it that happen shit. with the brake, but the gas has done that before. The The extension has moved. Yeah. Like I went to like kind of. That's, that's what you have right there. Have. Yeah. It's very similar. Mine like it's I don't have like all the nuts and bolts like on like the long part of it. Like yeah. mine's one solid piece of metal. And, like, it's, like, a screw, essentially, so I shorten it and lengthen it by turning it. But, like, the gas pedal, like, it was an old set that someone had made and, like, handed down to me. Oh, and, shit. Um, oh, shit. Like, I went, it was, it was on my, I was in high school, and I was, not turn, like, just started driving. So, of course, like, I'm already somewhat freaking out. And I turn up this road, and, like, it's to go up this massive hill. And I go to push the gas pedal, and, like, it's not there anymore. <laughs> so, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> dude Luckily, rogue needs to make you a custom one of those yeah. bill could make those that just say rogue on them dude That'd i'd be, be testing the bolts on those every time i get in the car i'd be fucking so paranoid yeah, i need to i need to tighten them here soon like it's been a while so just make sure they're nice on there nice and good hey hey dude what do you do on the assault bike and the echo bike you might hey there i think that there's a real business there to fix that fucking situation because i yeah. think kids Dude, the kids' There's, market for assault bikes would be massive. I they have I think. like the hand cranks that you put on like the uh, handle, like the bar, like yeah. you face the other way. But I'm look like I'm I got to talk to somebody and figure it out. But I'm looking at like the pedals. You I'm haven't cracked the code on that yet. You haven't. No. You were. Oh fuck. I'm trying. Has anyone? Got, has Mikey? Has anyone? No. Nobody's. Not that I've seen. Like all I've done is just the hand portion. But it's either the seat or the pedal that we're going to have to change. And I think the seat might be the play. Oh, the oh, oh, Adding oh, to oh, the pedal. Oh, oh. I think I if we can flip it and kind of, like, invert it, essentially. Yeah. So that it's sitting lower and more up front. Like, I think we can make that work. Hey. But I just got to find someone to do that. I think during Rogue, Katie Henniger, she's gonna, Katie Henniger is going to come on at night. And I'm gonna like be like, yo, I'll put her on the spot. What the fuck's okay. up with like, <laughs> fucking kids and short people? Yeah. Which I'm not mad about it because no. everybody else complain about it. So like I'm like, I don't want to do something that everybody else is complaining about. Yeah, fuck complaining. We just want it. Sell yeah. us some shit. Sell us, charge us an arm and a leg. We want it. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I'm really surprised no one's cracked the code on it, but then that actually uh, Dear Bill and Katie. Yes, Dear Bill and Katie. Um, I'm sure they've thought about it too. I'm sure they've thought about it with the echo bike and I'm sure the assault bike guys thought about it. Yeah. 
what about um so so that actually is a piece of equipment that you guys can't use the short stature division can't use then the bikes yeah i i think I've, i want to say i've seen people use it in a competition but like they basically face the fan on the front side and there's like oh. handles that go like into the middle like bar middle of the bar so they just can't crank this- it why not take the seat up and just make off and just make you guys stand? That's the way Glassman used to make people ride it standing. Really? He didn't. He didn't like the seat. Yeah, he's like stand for a minute and ride that shit. I never thought to do that, but maybe I'll give it a shot tonight when I go yeah. into class just to see what it's like. See what yeah. how I'd like it. Only pussies use the seat. Yeah, I just more so like I'm looking at it like as a way to like cool down, like after a heavy leg day, like it'd be nice to have like the bike just to kind of just get the leg. Standing it is not going to be cooling down. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what I'm looking for is a way to like, just get my legs recover, like more of a recovery type deal. Um, What, what does your training look like as you get close to the games? Are are you doing two a days? Uh, No, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have the time for that. Just with my work schedule, like if I didn't have the dog, then maybe as well. Like I just go like right after work and then go do something else and come back and do it later. But right now it's just once a day. Uh, I'm in there for an hour, to hour and a half, depending on what's programmed for that day, and then kind of go from there. Are you are you okay with that? Or are you pissed off? Does that cause you anxiety? You're good with it. No, I love it. That's how I. That's how I operate best. Like, I'd rather, like, I'm in it kind of now for, like, the camaraderie, you know, like, the community. Like, I found that this community is really great and supportive. Like, everyone in my gym is, like, very happy. Like, they're, I mean, they get to claim that they have the fittest in the world. <laughs> like, go works out at their gym. So, that's part of, you know, what we have there. That's dope. Uh-oh. Are those below parallel? Hey, um... Oh, so, so when you work out, since you only work out once a day, you're going hard too. Do you tell yourself, "Hey, dude, you you better do this with intention and hurt." Fuck, you're explosive off the bottom. That's crazy. Yeah, those are. I'm, I love. I'm the only person that loves burpees. I think. <laughs> I like burpees too. I love a burpee, and I do exactly what you do there too. Well, not. I bounce off the ground a little bit. I give it a little chest bump. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Uh, yeah. Especially like on those like longer sets, I try to like do as little with my arms as I can because those triceps start wearing out as soon as like you hit 40, 40 of those. Um, what's what is your what is your best uh, what is your best lift? Like you the have a lift, lift? like oh, yeah. Uh, it's probably it's either my deadlift or my squat. Right oh, now, and what, and what and what is your deadlift? My deadlift was my highest is 310. That was done a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. Congrats. Crazy. Thank you. Double, double, more than double body weight. Yeah. And then your back squat is? Was 415. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. That doesn't, that's, uh, that doesn't. 310, I think. Do you get a little, oh, that, that's 310? I can't remember if that was 310 or 305 because I know both of them were done in my base. That's my basement. God, look at those. You have the old school ghetto weights, like the steel ones and shit. Yeah. Hey, dude, you're not scared when you take that off? A little anxious? No. No. I mean, you get once as soon as you get scared of the weight, like you're going to lose it, you know? So I just. 
And the worst that happens is like if I can't get it, I just drop it and walk. You dump away it off the it. back. You dump it off yeah. the back. I just dump straight backwards and kind of run forward. Uh Allison NYC, Sheesh, what's he weigh? He uh 141, don't tell me 143. But he's gonna get on Ozempic and get down to 135. No, don't get <laughs> Uh, what is, um, there was someone, uh, there was some, someone in here said something mean about me. Oh, here we go. Uh, Sevy, uh, dildo, uh, Sevy uses his nose as a springboard during burpees. Why would I, why would I use my nose? <laughs> That's not going to help. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's just going to make you cry. You hit your nose like everybody yeah, can't not talking? cry when you hit what your you nose. Talking about? I, don't, I don't even get that. What, is there a joke in there? <laughs> uh, Jessica Valenzuela, the weights are scared of him. <laughs> Yeah. When you um, you, I'm assuming you're going to do the open this year and try to and try to win again. Yep. And I guess that was my question: Will you try to win again when you start doing the open? Will you be like, okay, I'm not going to eat ice cream tonight. I'm going to tighten up my shit. I'm no, going to double um, down. No, actually, like been kind of cutting down on a lot of that lately. Even like already, already. You'll start prepping. Yep. And, and would you be disappointed if you didn't make it? Do you feel the? Do you feel the? Are you feeling the pressure? Are you? Would you be disappointed if you took second? No, no. Because I mean, like the way I see it is like, I mean, I I'm 36 years old. Like I'm not gonna be doing this forever. So like at some point, someone like somebody's gonna catch me. Um, so would I be upset? Sure, but like at the end of the day, like you know. The last thing I want people to do is remember me for those accolades. I want them to remember me how I left this world. Like, you know, you want to leave the world in a better place, right? Like, that's what they always say, like, leave it better than you found it. So, um, we found, like, we started an adaptive CrossFit class, like, because of me. Like, my, the coaches were like, we want to start this. We want to get this going. Um, and we found the right person in town um, that's, big on it like that's what she does like she's straight up all adaptive like she's a physical therapist athletic trainer and she works with all adaptive athletes and so she's been her and i got together met talked and that's what my that's how i want my legacy to be is is what i want my legacy to be is like we have an adaptive class and i want it to grow as big as it can and tell me what what adaptive means to you. Like, what is the if someone said, "Hey, what does that mean?" Like, I, I know what like an old person class would be like. People over fifty five. What's an adaptive yeah. class? An adaptive class would, to me is like it's someone who like anybody who's like got considered like not able bodied, like someone who's not walking around on both legs, not have use of both hands. Like maybe they had a stroke or. Yeah, that's Matthias. Or he's like actually like top six in the world in like wheelchair tennis. No so shit. Like, yeah, I don't need like, to have that guy. Have you ever watched wheelchair ch- chair tennis? It's nuts. It's insane. Yeah, it is insane. I thought it was yeah. going to be stupid, and I was waiting for like the main match to start once, and I watched it. I was couldn't fucking believe it's maybe better than real tennis. Yeah, like just it's crazy. Like tops. I heard last I heard he was top six in the world. I haven't talked to him in a while, but. Okay. So like I gotta I mean, start somewhere, even if he's top ten, I gotta start somewhere. Yeah. So like I did man, DM the guy who's best in the world at it and he he's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so adaptive is here's where I was kind of going with it. 
on one on one hand it's like hey we're adaptive and we need like some maybe some things like i need i need a lower pull-up bar i need this assault bike fix for me i want i want to have access to health and fitness possibilities and challenges that everyone has yes and then on the other hand it's like hey i'm just a i'm just a regular person yeah because right because you don't want everyone projecting onto you the the whole racism thing is like that too like there's this weird balance it's like i am a dwarf but i want you to treat me normal but i do need a pull-up bar that's lower yeah and i don't need you projecting onto me that i'm uh i need you to meet me halfway i'm gonna act, try to act normal and then you're gonna yeah. also try to act normal but i also have these needs and there becomes this weird um it's an interesting balance for sure yeah it's an interesting balance because you're like, hey, I don't want to be – you don't want to fall into one role or another. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't, I mean, the, the cliche term now is you don't want to fall into the victim role. Yeah, I don't want that. No, that's right. not at all like what I'm here. That's not what any of us are there for. Like even like the people who show up to our adaptive class, like we have one guy who's like – I don't know how old he is, but like yeah, he went from – he had a – he had a stroke and he went from not being able to run. Now he's running like 400 meters and he's not, not doing double unders yet, but he's doing jump like single unders. And like, he never thought he would be able to do that again or at all. So it's like, you know, that's what we're trying to do. They kind of give that empowerment of, Hey, we're going to teach you how to do this. And if you want to do it, great. If you don't, that's fine as well. Like, but we'll show you ways to get through the, to get through this workout and still have that stimulus that everybody else has. It's just keeping that stimulus and like creating a way for them to be able to do the workout. So the, 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 the cliche term would be like to create a safe space for them, but let, let me, cause I, that word triggers me. just like the yeah. word trigger triggers me basically a place where there is patience and people who believe in you. So yeah. if it was a class for people, if you know that someone in your class has had a stroke, you'll maybe spend 10 minutes working on double unders or single unders as opposed to three minutes. And then the people there will believe in you. Yeah. That you can do it. Yeah. I want to yeah, come into an environment where people believe in me. Yeah. They're not going to like, we yeah. try to do is yeah. Like, yeah. Make it so that they have that, they have the faith in themselves even. Like it's right. not so much p- other people believing in them. It's more the people believe like them believing in themselves. That's you right there. That's not you. Is it? No, that's, uh, that's my friend Connor. That was his first class. I think. Dude, you should grow your hair out like that. He looked, he looked, uh, I wish I could. I have like a nice little starting to get a little thin up top right there in the middle. <laughs> um, you, uh, would you ever open a CrossFit gym? I I don't know, only because like there's already so many like mm. in this oh, area. Oh, I like to hear that. Like, it's like once yeah, I feel like there's one on our block, then there's one like there's actually another gym that it's not it's more hit training, not CrossFit, but it's like literally right around the corner. And then there's like another gym like five blocks away across the river, and I'm like, and it's just already so saturated. I'm like, why can't we all work together? And like we're all here for the same, you know create the same environment like why don't we work together right create one big like happy family <laughs> are, are you um tim are you a student of the game do you follow the games like do you know like uh do you follow the individuals I'm and getting like better with it like when i first started i just wanted to kind of put more focus like 
focus on that, like learning about the sport. And now it's like learning who everybody is. And so gotcha. like, I'm, I know like, yeah, I see the top names are just from what I see on Instagram. I don't go like searching for them and things like that. Just right. whatever pops up on like the games, Instagram page or whatever might happen. What position did you play in baseball? I was second base. And so you have a good arm. It's up there. Yeah. Because from there you got to like throw people out and shit, right? Yep. So I'm in this chat with a bunch of dudes and I'm the oldest dude and they were talking about throwing balls and I've, and and I haven't thrown a baseball in I don't know forever. And I'm like, Hey, I could, but, but I have tremendous focus. I could hit anything. Like I could wad up a piece of paper and hit Sousa. No, a 10 out of 10 from here. Yeah. Just 11 feet away. Bam, bam. Bounce them right off his forehead. (laughs) Same with the Frisbee. I could throw a grape in the air, 20 feet, catch it in my mouth. No problem. So this guy's like, one of the guys in the chat's like, Hey, you, we were watching a guy throw a, um, we were watching a guy throw the opening pitch at a, at a baseball game and he threw it off yeah. to, to the right a little bit. And I said, Hey, that was pretty good. And then someone said, Hey, it's better than you. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I could hit anything from anywhere. I could throw a rock and hit the fucking moon. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I just, I have this bucket of baseballs that, that I bought years ago for my kids that we never use. <laughs> and look, it's even in a tennis ball carrier. Yeah. And I had this Home Depot bucket, and he said, hey, go 60 feet away and see if you can hit it. And look at look at me over there, just old man and his long johns <laughs> in the backyard. Look at this. Look at this. It got the ball. Can you see that? Yep. You think How far do you think I am from there? Your Bam! <laughs> First hit. 60 feet, at least. First, yeah, yeah. I did, I did 30. I did, thir- uh, I did 20 paces. 23 paces. 60 yeah. Okay. Jeez, where, where did Sevon <laughs> find? Huh? Yeah, you like that, right? That's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right Thank you. Okay. Good. All right. Good. <laughs> Just like, what the fuck is going on? Thank you, Rambler. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. See that? And I have a a, <laughs> yeah. a, a real guy with a Cincinnati baseball hat on. Cincinnati. Yeah. He, yeah. I should have brought one ball. That'd have been awesome if I would have just brought one ball. That'd have been a, a different level of confidence. <laughs> Uh, well, um, fantastic meeting you. You, you, we had this little, uh, skirmish. I, I, I text you about it with, um, yep. uh, Mr. Uh, Wittius and it, it kind of got crazy and out of hand. And then through that skirmish, it was pointed out to me that it was tied for first place, the championship. Yep. And he had put, is it contentious between you guys at all? Because I noticed, um, Andrew pointed out, Hiller pointed out to me that he erased you. I had- from I his post, try to stay out of it. Like, I mean, yeah. I thought we'd had, like, I thought we were friendly, like a friendly rivalry. Yeah. And then, like, I saw that and I was kind of like, you know, it is what it is. Like, so I, I don't need that title. Like, it's nice to have it, but I also am like, kind of, you're okay you know, if he, you're okay if he airbrushed you out. Yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> like, Hey, who made that? Because I noticed you have one and you're in the front and he has one. It was uh, CrossFit. Like, that was the Cross. I don't know if it was the games. I think it was the CrossFit games. Yeah. Um, like, they shared it. Uh, like, after, like, actually, they posted just him winning it initially. Like, oh, then, no uh, shit. Yeah. Because like, like, he's got more followers than you. He's got, 20, he's got 20 times the followers you. Who yeah. the fuck is him? 
And then uh, uh, quite a few people reached out to them and said, hey, by the way, they actually tied in every event. <laughs> or like not every event, like they tied for first and then like, you know, they have the exact same scores. Which has never happened, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They shouldn't allow it to happen. I, uh, and, and by the way, uh, on behalf of the uh, CrossFit media team, as the uh, CEO of CrossFit, I want to uh, apologize to you for that. That won't that won't ever happen. All right. <laughs> I'll never ever have. Um, heads are going to roll for that. I just want you to know. <laughs> Someone, not anything serious, right. like a hundred burpees or something. That's fine. That's a good. And then say your name at the bottom, everyone. Tim Murray. Tim Murray. <laughs> Tim Murray. Tim Murray. <laughs> I like it. Like a part, you do like it. Uh, Susan, I'm going to send an email over to CrossFit. I'm going to send it to uh, Keith Knapp and demand that uh, someone do 100 burpees. Um, uh, uh, How could, what he, Andrew, what he's saying is that the original post only had um, Mr. Wittius. Then they put up a post that had both of them, and then Mr. Wittius then decided to airbrush out. Yes, that was kind of the order of the. That's how that worked out. Events. Uh, KG twenty one. I think your bathing suit might be falling off. (laughs) Uh, This dude is the real deal, Sevy. All right, fine. I'll accept (laughs) them then. Only real deals here. All right, brother. We'll be in touch. I'd love to have you back on again. Yeah. What a great, you know, you, you kind of remind me of um Kevin Ogar with your look right now. You yeah. know who that is? Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You kind of got me, the uh, Hopefully meet him in December at Wheelwad. See, uh, he's like the head, uh, like adaptive coach down there. Okay. When is Wheelwad? What's the um dates? November uh, 30th through December 3rd. November 30th. Okay. I, I was uh, just talking to um, uh, one of the guys in the chairs, uh, Jedediah. He, he's been on the show oh, a handful yeah. of times. Okay. Uh, about he was. Just, I think he just won the event they had in Madrid. I think so. Like I follow him on. Like we follow each other on Instagram, and like his, you know, Instagram is like it ran really, rarely puts up like the new stuff, the stuff you want to see. It's always the stuff you don't want. Old but, stuff, right? Yeah. I don't even really know the guy that well, and he's moving to Barcelona, where he was talking about it, and it made me sad. Oh. That's sad. Yeah. No, stay. But, stay here. I mean, sounds better than the States right now. <laughs> good, good point. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Great yeah. meeting you. Thanks for you coming well. on. Yeah. And uh, I hope our paths cross again. You have my uh, information. Text me anytime, anything, any subject, um, anything you're doing. Uh, you're always welcome on the show, dude. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, brother. All right. See ya. Ciao. Tim Murray. Tied for fittest, um, fittest dwarf two years in a row. No, I can't hear you in my ears. You want to sound now? Uh, uh, yeah, but echo. Yeah. Oh, there. How about now? What? Oh. Wait, I had you turned down. I had your mic Hold down on to zero. So How's sorry. that? How's yes. that now? Yes, perfect. Better? Yes, that was my fault. That's good. Right. I fixed out the. I had the speaker running through something random too. The BenQ, the monitor. How's your headset? How loud is your headset? Oh, it's perfect. Okay, sounds great. So I got another roadcaster, and <laughs> and this one just kept playing, so I had to send it back. Just During like on repeat, show. like that. Yes. And then oh, if you shit. hit this one. Yeah. This one will play. Oh, at the same so time. Wires are all fucked up. Yeah. It's all crossed over. 
And then this one, the phone's all fucked up. Oh, you know what I realized that I put I put a note down mm. first. Uh, actually, until right now, and I think I broke the seal. I don't think you cussed. Oh, wow! And I put a note here that there was no uh, YouTube buzzwords in the wow. first thirty three fifty two, and then I checked my YouTube on my phone and stuff. It's populating as like the second one on my browser feed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hey, hit the number two button. Watch what happens. What? Hit the number two button on the Black Magic. Okay, we got another. Uh, yeah. Oh snap! See? Hey, look at me on the big screen. What is there a three? How many are hooked up? The no, not yet. Oh, just it looks so much darker from that angle. But yeah, uh, yeah I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fuck with the exposure too much. And then, and then there's another camera up there on top of the. Um, if you put share camera. Is there a? You can choose the one that's over the TV set. Where? But share. that one, go to uh, presets. I don't even. And then to go see. to or no, go to settings. No, go to presets. Presets. And then there should be a extra camera, and you can choose extra camera. Oh, like in the um, present yes. extra camera. Yes. Sorry, presents. Sorry, presents. Yeah. Oh, that one above you. Can I share this? Yeah, totally. Oh, dude, this angle is sick. Right. Look at that. Is that right above the TV? Yeah. That oh, one's yeah. Up there. Yeah. Damn, Crazy, that right? Good. Yeah. It's coming together. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I am concerned about this screen being seen, though. Yeah, because you could almost see it through that light. That's your uh, yeah. text message. Yeah. Move that bad boy. Uh, oh, uh, I'm online and looking for the link. Oh, I sent him the link here. Um, mm. Invite. Copy. You got Greg Glassman coming on from Europe. Europe. Like I'm just like staring down instead of at the camera though. Hey, that guy's really cool. Yeah, he was really cool. That was fun. Yeah, I I really that guy's cool. I was concerned that um when people are their first time I look for any podcast or interviews he's done in the past and he hadn't done any. I was like, oh shit, is this guy not gonna talk? He was crushing it. Yeah, crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. I got a uh I got this new notebook. It's not even a notebook. I used to use a um, notebook like this to write on. Mm-hmm. Now I'm using this, where you just you every show I just tear the sheet off. Oh yeah, I got the mini version of that. Yeah, I feel and like my audio sounds a lot better. All right, uh, I sent Greg a link. I'm online and looking for the link. Are you on that thread where I sent the link? Um, Are your text populating on that? No, computer? it's it's not. Yeah, well, the link's there. I wonder if he's not getting it for some reason because of uh, where he's at. In Europe? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you don't see that link? It's in this thread. I love the standing desk deal. I feel like I could do this so much. I need like a little fidget bar down at the bottom. So How's I could your, just like hang and... How's your hip? Oh, a lot better than it was on Sunday. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've never had something like that happen before in my back. The last like 30 minutes of that show, I was like, I couldn't even talk. I was just <laughs> in my head. Uh, p pull up that other camera one more time, the number two. Yep. And so that, ca oh, no, no, sorry, not that one. Uh, hit, oh. the two, uh, hit the two button. Yeah, that go. one. Yeah. yeah. So that one, the guest is going to sit right there. Mm-hmm. 
And so this one, we just need to tweak it a little bit, but we could be in here. And I wonder if I can even make the, uh, I wonder if I can make the chats roll up on this. Let me see. Oh, that'd be awesome on the TV. Yeah. How do I? Yeah. I have no idea. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's the tree where Tavon goes pee when he runs out. <laughs> okay, so I clicked the button live chat. You think they'll start populating? Oh yeah, there they are. Philip Kelly, the guest sits on that low ass couch with you looking down at them. No, I don't. Are they blue? I mean, wait, wait a little it? bit. You think that's not good? Oh, then it's populated on the TV. Damn, that's sick. I don't think that it's that low. Is there any other um, cameras hooked up to this black? The Black Magic just one and two. I could switch the couch. I kind of like the couch. I could put the couch higher in center box. Uh, no, just those two. Just basically, but but you could click the couch one too. You could click the couch camera like that. Yeah, bring that one up. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's working. God, I'm so excited. Is that mic live on the couch? It could be. Yeah, it's plugged in. Oh, I was going to go test that seat real quick. And there's headsets. Yeah, come, come, come check it out. Let's try to test it out. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yuck. Julio doesn't like, you don't like the couch? Okay. I'm turning, the, turning you up in all the, uh, how's that? Oh. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. How uh, is it? It's dope. Holy shit. You could sit back here and just kind of. Holy oh, shit. You got a nice shot of like my crotch too. Holy shit. And you wow. can read those comments. Wow. The only thing a little trippy with it is just that it's a. Uh, a little lag wow god i love it it's not on my computer it's 505 here um we're uh okay uh shit let me see it's not this is my first time here auditioning um i saw your email and i decided to come and try it out i don't know if this lifestyle is for me but it's weird he can't see the link I wonder if it did you try to email it to him? Hey, will you go back up there and push the number two button and change your camera before you come down there? Watch out for your headset too. Um, I could uh yeah, I don't know what's going on. I've sent it twice. Weird. Oh wait, this one isn't um you want this one off, right? Oh or, or no, just switch it. Switch it to two. Uh it's on two. You oh. want to bring two in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Those three? Yeah, now come sit over here. Yeah, let me watch this. Oh, God, I'm so I'm so titillated right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, so basically, all I, I, so I just need to fix the exposure so that you're, you're brighter. Yeah, maybe drop that camera angle, too, because it is kind of a crotch shot there, huh? Oh, I could, uh, <laughs> oh, I could do that, like this and then zoom in a little. <laughs> it's a lag, so. How about that? <laughs> Oh yeah, there we go. You like that? Yeah, a, little bit, a little bit taller. Oh, Look shit. at that picture. Grab that picture behind you. I drew that with colored pencils. That's my dog. I drew that. People see this. People see that I'm a, a Renaissance Renaissance man. That's sort of nice, right? And here we have. Yeah, the dog. Let me see if I can get that in focus. Boom! Damn! Look at that pencils. Colored pencils. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, I, there's there's no way to pull the lag off of that on the TV, right? Uh, yeah, you yes, there is. You could you could make it so that you shared screen. That's playing off of YouTube. Oh, but you could share the screen. You can make there. it so it shares the screen. Let me pull this up and see what this looks like up there. Uh, 
Sevi, my girlfriend heard part of the show where you said Billy Irish has a nice body. It led to an hour of questions about if I pick, if I picture, look at other girls' bodies and why I shouldn't. What's your take on this? <laughs> yeah, are you blind? Because otherwise, it's just gonna happen. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I understand the question. I will tell you this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I should. If I'm ready to share this part <laughs> of my life, <laughs> I will tell you this. Actually, uh, I don't know. If I'm maybe not. I mean, it's just. It's just really. It's just. I, it's not that. It's per really personal, but it's not really that personal. It's not like crass or crazy. But, um. Could could you ask the question again? Like, is it okay to? Something happened in my life. I've, I've always really just wanted to be with my wife. So I met my wife and then we were boyfriend and girlfriend and then we broke up and then I was with another girl. And then I, all I could think about was my wife. So in, not in a longing way or even, not in any way. I would just think about her a lot. I just thought about her a lot. And I just wanted to be really, I wanted to always be intimate with her. And even when I was with other girls, I would think about my wife. And even sometimes when I'm with my wife, I think about my wife. <laughs> which is kind of weird, right? Like instead of being with her, I'm like thinking about her. And so that for me, I just kind of knew that way, but I had a shitload of fucking girlfriends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The sex was so good. That's why. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was, yeah. So, um, but I, I, if I, I, if I'm with some, if I have no issues, like if I'm with my wife and I see someone with a crazy body, or I will talk about it openly with my wife, like holy shit, can you believe how big Allison's tits are? My wife will be like, yeah, they're huge, yeah. And if Allison was breastfeeding, I would look at her boobs. So, and my wife never trips, not even a tiny bit. And if she did, she would tell me because the shit she does trip on, she trips on. And it's the same thing with like. Like we were at the beach and there was this great guy with the craziest body. Kind of looked like Bryce Smith. Big like that. Big handsome guy laying out on this block of cement. And I go, holy shit, look at that guy's body. And she goes, oh, that guy's in my CrossFit class. And I said, I thought your CrossFit class was just all women. She goes, yeah, and that guy. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Instantly like, well, why the fuck are you looking at him then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey. What up? You did it. Dude. Oh, yeah. You know, none of that stuff was on my laptop, just on the phone. Oh, so are you on your phone now? I'm on my laptop. How did you, how you transferred it some way? No, I don't know. I just, uh, I, when you resent it, it showed up on the laptop, the link. Yeah. Okay, here I am. And I first had to <laughs> reinstall Chrome. I removed that after every show. Chrome? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You don't want them tracking your shit? You know, the uh, my Google News feed, when I, from the Google search engine, the articles that come up, Yeah, it, it contains promotions for things that I bought 20 minutes ago. Oh, right, right. Me too. And it's something just, you talk about on this show, it does. Yeah. We talk about something on the show, when I leave, it's on my phone. Yeah, I, I I don't want to believe that, but I know me neither. Hey, it's yeah, a form yeah. of advertising you can buy now. 
Siri detection, Siri voice detection. You can buy it. It's straight up called that. Yeah. So you could like put in your buzzwords and then as people <laughs> as Siri, because Siri, a lot of people just leave Siri on, right? So then it picks it up and then it distributes it back and it'll start to populate on your social media. Hey, Greg, you came in at an interesting time. I'm, I'm going to read you these two posts. This is a great conversation, I think. Should I go back to this? That's By like- the way, you look great. You don't look like a guy who flew uh, either way, wherever you're comfortable. Okay. You don't look like a guy um, who flew uh, halfway around the world in his jet lag. You look great. Yeah, I don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel jet lag. I mean, we've been here, what, uh, 36 hours, 48 hours now. So, What country are you in? Switzerland. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this kind of stuff, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Woo. Oh, my God. There's no there's no violence out there. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> uh, so let me read you these two. Um, these in your Internet connections. Dope. Yeah. Let me read you these two. These two things. This guy's saying he's saying, Sevi, my girlfriend heard uh, a part of your show where you said Billy Eilish has a nice body. And it led to an hour of questions. If I picture or look at other girls body and why I shouldn't. What's your take on this? And then I'm like, I'm not sure I understand the question, but I look at girls, I look at girls' bodies all the all the time. I don't necessarily, I don't lust after them. I don't like picture myself like bending them over and shit. But so I said, hey, can you explain a little more? And he said, so she literally doesn't want me to look below the neck of any girls, and she always wants me to tell her other girls aren't pretty. <laughs> I, you can't do that. She wants you to lie all the time. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no way you can do that. Tell her I'm. Uh, they're not pretty. I don't want them, and I'm not fucking. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Here's the thing. It's like you know what that kind of reminds me of, and I want to be gentle about this. But the guy who gets upset that other girls, that other guys look at his girlfriend. It's like, dude, you want to be with her for a reason. And guess what? A lot of other dudes want to be with her for that same reason. Like, if you if you are in a relationship with a girl, there's a, a lot of other dudes who would like to be naked with your girl. It's just the way it is, right? I mean, that's a lots, thousands, maybe millions, maybe a billion, <laughs> maybe a billion, maybe a billion. There's eight billion people on the planet. There may be a billion gentlemen who would like to um, have intimacy, be naked in a spa with a glass of champagne with your girl, right? I would expect that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you can't be. Yeah. And um, good show. Time to pay my dues. Well, thank you. I mean, like what you could be, you could be your, your uh, ex could be so repugnant that, that no one, fi- you know, no one finds her attractive. I, I don't think a woman like that exists. I don't either. <laughs> I, I've, I've yet to see a girl where I'm like, I can't imagine anyone not wanting to be with her. I could always imagine it. Dude, there's so, there's, there's so much fun stuff in the news. I don't even know what to... Uh, oh, let me... Here, since we're talking about fun stuff, they, they changed the dress code in Senate for Fetterman. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah. I, and <laughs> I, saw in, I saw informal dress code, and I don't know what that means. Is that like... Wear whatever the fuck you want, but we're going to roll our eyes at you. And now they're not rolling their eyes. <laughs> this is absolutely nuts. Hey, I- I'm okay with the dress. Oh, my mouse stopped working. That's not good. I might need you back in the. Yep. You want me to go over there? Yeah. Okay. Shit. Why? Why? Why would you ditch it? Why would you ditch the dress code? It's important, right? 
yeah, I I think I read the thing is it it was an informal dress code. Uh, I'm gonna, if once I get my mouse working again, I'll 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 read it to you. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said Monday that the staff for the Chamber's Sergeant at Arms, the Senate's official clothes police, will no longer enforce a dress code on the Senate floor. The change comes after Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman has been unapologetically wearing shorts as he goes about his duties, voting from doorways so he doesn't get into trouble for his more casual attire. There has been an informal dress code that was enforced, Schumer said in a statement. Senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit. So now okay, they're able wait, to wait a minute. What's an informal dress code that you would like? What, what, first of all, what's a formal versus an informal dress code? It's not right. wearing formal or informal clothing, right? Okay, right. I see. It I see where I'm me, confused. It almost like there's not really one, like it's a customary thing, and there's some guy that reminds you you're inconsistent with the custom. And now they're not even going to do that. Uh, Schumer did mention that Fetterman's uh, uh, new dress code will only apply to senators, not staff. Here's the thing. I think you need a certain kind of uh, formality, dignity, um, uh, decorum, uh, uh, processes, right? The same way like you have the gavel and like everyone should start. I, I believe in this kind of like this Zen Tea Party thing. The person in charge hits the table three times. Welcome to the session. They say the date, they say the time. And then they said each person, you know, and they say some ground rules and then you begin. It's like so, football, like flipping the coin, wearing the pads. It's yeah, part of the, yeah. what adds the, um, uh, some, the ability for them to function at a high, at a high level. Yeah. Um, Clinton was, was, uh, banging Lewinsky and doing other things too, or in the Oval Office. <laughs> What do you and mean other like, things? What do you mean other things? Well, you know, the cigar <laughs> thing. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Forgot I mean, about that, that thing. I remember when that, that first appeared in the Inquirer, and everyone thought, oh, this piece of shit magazine, the stuff they won't print, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, on that subject, Judge Robert Bork said he wouldn't even kiss his wife in his, uh, in his judicial robes. Mm. And I was like, like, you know, that's there. There's something. There's something to that man's serious seriousness, and the responsibility with which he takes that job, that sits well with me for a man in such an important position. Mm -hmm. I, I I like it. Yeah, what, he's not going to wash his car in his in his uh, in his uh, you know judicial robes. Or right. watch TV, go to KFC, or kiss the wife. He puts right. that on and puts his his head and his mind in a space that's outside of all those distractions. Hopefully, and I, I admire that. But I, you know, I need people that that serve that are better than I. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. I knew I knew people that I knew people that knew Bill Clinton and hung with him and had some incredible football parties with with girls and alcohol and just and it was a dude that was a ceo of zenith was telling me how he was just absolutely floored at bill's behavior how open he was about his uh dalliances and would sit there smoking a cigar watching a football game getting a hummer right with a room full of people 
Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Bob said that we were like, like, fuck, wow. I didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to look, not look, leave, cheer, what you what you would do. Yeah. And, uh, dalliance uh, is the word of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, please take out your paper and pencil. A dalliance, a casual romantic or sexual relationship, a brief or casual involvement with something. Wow. Greg Glassman. But this was just a normal like football. Sunday, yeah, for Bill. yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want, who doesn't want a martini and a blowjob while watching it with with, with a company friend, of your friends, with all your friends there? <laughs> President of the United States. I, I I had a friend. I had a friend who always. And so that people would ask me like, "What do you think of Bill Clinton?" I go, "He'd probably be fun to drive down a dirt road with and drink beers and smoke a joint." But right. You know, I don't I don't know if that's presidential timber necessarily. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I had a friend for some. It was almost like he always needed a chaperone when he was having sex. Like anytime I it was like I, like I must have seen him have sex with five different girls. I'd be just at his house watching TV. And next thing I know, he's having sex with a girl. I'm like, <laughs> I never left. I just stayed. <laughs> rude to leave. <laughs> it was it was he was he was wild he found that many chicks that were cool with it too huh that was the that was the guy i always tripped on people who watched porn when it was on vhs like really you're gonna make the effort to go down to the store walk behind into that curtain room he was that he like he watched he was the only person i ever knew who watched porn too so you, he'd actually go to the play go down there to watch it no 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 i, I didn't never knew anyone who did that yeah like the ones where like you yeah, <laughs> go into a theater and watch porn. That is crazy. Wow, we've come far. And pull it out and work at it when you're a well-known figure. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping the lights are dark enough. There was you know, something... he's, pretty, he's pretty distinctive. I think if you were in any kind of theater and you saw someone coming to Pee Wee Herman coming down, you'd be like, my God, it's fucking Pee Wee Herman. You'd be watching him instead of the porn. <laughs> hey, why? Even the idea what... of porn in a the theater is bizarre, isn't it? A completely yeah. bizarre, completely bizarre. Done. You're getting your popcorn. Run back to your seat. <laughs> I I saw um I saw some Is porn. Everyone in that theater jerking off. Is that the deal? I assume. I assume. Hey, I've never I've never watched porn and not been jerking off. So like I can't imagine anyone watching going there. But why is it the guy who has the kids show? Why is it always some like? Why couldn't it have been like someone who's not involved in a kid show getting caught in there too? Do you know what I mean? Why does it have to be the 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 premier well, kid show in the world and that guy gets caught? That's what makes the story, dude. <laughs> it's like fuck. If it's Hunter Biden, it's just another page in the book, you know? Right, right. It's true. Pee Herman. <laughs> right. Uh coach, uh, welcome to the uh Evan podcast. I don't get it, but okay. Evan, not seven. Seven, Evan. Is the logo being blocked somewhere? I don't see. There's probably a porn joke in there. I used to have this friend that every time he would throw a house party and threw quite a few because he lived in a house that was just off the beaten path but still close enough to get to. Every TV in his room. This was not VHS status, but DVD status. He would go get DVDs and every TV would have porn playing on during the party. And there would be... Wow. But I'm not I'm talking like a quintessential like movie high school rager where it's so crowded in there you could hardly move, you know? And then you go out to the back the backyard just to like get a little air and it's just as crowded as inside the house. And I would leave that room. TVs. I would be uncomfortable. 
Or I would sit there and it's watch in the other middle. people be uncomfortable. It's in the middle. You said it was on every room. It was on every room. You, I mean, unless you walked outside, you're not escaping it's, it. It's chumming. <laughs> no. It's chumming the wall. Whoever stays is in. You catch yeah. the girls looking a little yeah. longer, you know? Yeah. Okay, there's yeah. a prospect. And then I hear stories and wish I wouldn't have left. <laughs> there's an engaged lead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just go up and talk to the girl. That, wait, wait a minute. I'm watching this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. This is my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cave Dastro. Uh, men that like spending time around kids that aren't theirs are obviously not completely right in the head. Boy, I, I, I well, kind of lean. That brings up another subject. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of lean that way too, buddy. I don't really. Yeah, like, what's everyone's idea of the 25 year old male kindergarten teacher that just loves the idea of five year olds sitting in his lap being read to? Yeah, I'm not. That's a red flag. Yeah, I prefer all my kindergarten teachers be girls um, all the way up to college. <laughs> Ladies, please. Man, you're treading on some dangerous turf here. That's gonna, You're going to get some reactions out of this. Hey. Do you have a problem with a, a male pediatrician? <sighs> no. 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 But maybe I, I, I should. I don't, I don't as a rule, but in uh, in in the real world of specific instances, I've I've met several that gave me deep concerns. Right, right, right. All the perfect, uh, so many. I mean, I but just in, can it can't it be that if you're a pedophile, the idea crosses your mind to be a pediatrician? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, and some of them are probably smart enough to pull that off. Right. Mm-hmm. For, I just uh, for read sure. A, a, it was Columbia or Cornell. I don't want to be smirched universities unnecessarily, but he's an OBGYN kind of legend. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, some gal had, had uh, gone to him before she had her kid and felt something weird, but didn't want to get off the she's just trying to have a baby thing and after the baby she went back for a second exam and during the pelvic exam she felt that funny thing again and she was a dancer so i i read in this story she had the ability to quickly rise and look with a good view where where he was and there he was with his tongue on her holy shit she called her boyfriend he shows up calls the cops they talk to the cops for about 10 minutes and the cops are like, let's arrest this fucker. And he's done. Look it up. He's going to jail forever. But because after that, um, the women were coming through in the troves. Yeah, he licked me too. I got licked. Wow. Tongue, vagina, what's uh, OGBYN? Yeah, OBGYN, hmm. uh, professor, lick uh, vagina. I don't know. You gotta come up with some interesting searches in that one. <laughs> no, that's a hit. And then news. Can your vagina have allergies? That's the second thing that came up. Hey, in 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 defense of um uh of him of nobody, uh, but it's always men anyway. So it's kind of hard to say. Like the, the forklift driver that um that does perverted things to kids man the doctor man the the only one that you ever hear that's not a man is the school teacher you know what i mean like the news is it feels like once a month in the news cycle there's some some lady who banged her eighth grade or junior sophomore 
Former oh, New York job. gynecologist Robert Hayden has been sentenced to 20 years in federal prison for sexually assaulting patients over more than two decades while working as an OBGYN at Columbia University Medical Starts, uh, Center starting in the 1980s. So he was doing the oral pap smear for decades. On college <laughs> girls, dude. He's the UCLA campus on college girls. This is another guy. We're talking about two. The one that Greg read is different than this guy, oh. James Heath. He was sentenced to eleven years too for abusing women as an OGBYN oh. at the call at the college. Wow! Damn. Uh, someone in the comments said, uh, "My mom took me to. I wish I could find it. My mom took me to a pediatrician as a kid. When we walked outside, the bumper sticker said, I love goats.' And I never went back to that pediatrician again. <laughs> Hidden. Oh, here deal. it is, Kevin M." Uh, I had a male pediatrician, and my mom saw his car. He had a bumper sticker that said, I love goats. We never went back. I don't quite get it. I don't either, but, I, but I'm okay with it, not getting it. And, she and took both of them. Jedediah Snelson uh, from uh, Barcelona. If the gynecologist can keep it real, so can the pediatrician. Keep it real. Man, you mean not not be a dangerous predatory felon? <laughs> hey, going back to the guy he says, he, it, for, for Jedediah, it's just it's just a matter of 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 uh, of a, a chink in his self control, right? Like like there's all the gynecologists want to lick that thing, but most of them can <laughs> do this. I don't think but that's you... how that is. I don't think that's how that is. I don't think that's how it is either. Um, um, I would what worry a, as a gynecologist that I would see things that could ruin me for the for the concept. Right, mm -hmm. right. Like you don't want to lick the one that you have back at home after something you see at work. <laughs> it's just like if you were a trash man and you're like, if I see another trash can today, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> hey, there's no there's no urologist female urologist who are caught for licking the head of a penis. Zero. Yeah, because none of the dudes told. They just high-fived when they left the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reporting skewed? Yeah. That's true. Oh, my goodness. You just schedule your, schedule your visit next week, the follow-up. It's <laughs> a real popular doctor. Uh, Mrs. Burns, like, how the fuck... You house calls, do you? <laughs> uh, Mrs. Burns, how the fuck do you get away with that? God, I hope if that were me, I'd knee him and break his nose. Did... Do you remember the 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 Olympic doctor was doing things like that to girls with the parents in the room? Didn't he just get hurt? Hopefully, I think. Uh, I think I like think like dead like dead hurt. No, I don't think dead, but I think someone caught up with him in prison. He might have lost an eye or something, or some other creep. N N Larry Nasser. Yeah, that's who it was his name. You know, we had we had. Uh, we had two girls on this show, Greg, back to back, unbeknownst to me. And when I started talking about their gymnastics careers, they he was both of their doctors. Yeah, that was a trip. Yeah, uh, super high level uh, CrossFit athletes. Yeah, he was stabbed in prison, but remains in yeah. a stable condition. That was in July. He got poked. You know, two CrossFitting FBI agents were killed serving a. Uh, warrant a rest warrant on a pedophile in florida and uh jim wad had contacted uh 
DOJ down there and goes, hey, man, the federal policy on pedophiles is you go with a SWAT team. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah, that's the that's the official policy. These kids fucked up. And the, the two that killed were both CrossFitters. Oh, and uh, just a horrible story. But he shot through the door at him. And the point of the SWAT team is that they've figured out that pedophiles are waiting for the knock at the door. And when they see the knock at the door, they're going to kill themselves because they know that prison will get you uh, worse. Right. And so they're, they're not going. They leave, and they probably live in a crazy deep state of paranoia. Oh, Jeez. paranoia. I mean, it's not paranoid. If it's like, it's, it's, it's coming your way. Yeah. It's just a matter of time, right? Work for it. What'd you say? You worked for it. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Invited it. Yeah. I want to show you, uh, ask you what you think about this <clears throat> uh, as far as leadership goes. This is um, this guy on the left is uh, the news anchor, and the lady on the right is the mayor of Oakland. And um, the did you hear what happened over in Oakland? They missed that there was all this money available that the state was giving. California taxpayers had paid into this fund hundreds of millions of dollars, and cities could apply to get grants for that money to help their cities, right, with crime. And, and I don't know if you've been following what's going on in Oakland, but it's fallen into just pure chaos. Yeah. It's just – it's abs- it's like – It's crazy. It's like, how, it's like how we used to think of like Mexico or Brazil. It's like mm-hmm. Oakland's there now. Okay. <laughs> Fucking. So he's asking her like, hey, what, what the fuck? Why didn't you guys get the money? Why'd you miss the deadline? Uh, Oakland Mayor Shang Tao redirects questions about missing the deadline for crucial city funding that would have brought millions of dollars to combat crime in, uh, in uh, Oakland. Tell me what you think about this leadership here. Kind of stuff that makes people so angry. Money that should be coming to Oakland, but uh, some department, the EWDD, drops the ball. Um, is this emblematic of how the city is run? You know, uh, that is a question for the city administrator, and he is open to he is open to answering that. We are having uh, internal uh, conversations as well to ensure that this doesn't happen again. But I would uh, definitely uh, urge you to reach out to the city administrator's office. You get the frustration, though, people saying, "Okay, go to this person, go to that person. Just the frustration of millions of dollars that could be coming to your city. I hear the frustration uh, again. Um, you know, uh, we are having those very tough conversations internally. Uh, the city administrator manages the whole city depart all the de- departments, and so he would be the key person to actually connect with around um, information around this. This is the kind of stuff that makes people so angry. Money that should be coming to Oakland, but uh, some department, the EWDD, drops the ball. Um, is this emblematic of how this? Fucking crazy, right? That's the fucking mayor. <laughs> Is she insinuating that the that the uh, the administrators handle all that kind of financial stuff and she couldn't? Yep, and that's on them. It was their fault, not hers. That could that could easily, clearly be the case. But, but that's still not how you answer the question. Right. You say, and "Hey, I'd yeah. want to know to suppose it would be like the federal government to." give you millions of dollars to combat crime. And it turns out they're just throwing BLM rallies. Right. <laughs> you know, and I go, okay, I'll pass on that. Right. What, do you, what Money to fight crime in what way? If a the cops aren't getting any, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A Keep different subject, 
but that uh, that's also a different subject, right? It is, but it but it's it's more of the story that I'd like to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Hey, it might be to be sending out counselors instead of cops to incidents. It's very likely to be something like that. And that's not going to help shit. Oh, Christian <laughs> Kettler says it's for hiring Batman. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that, that, that makes more sense than what I would have thought they would do. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think the great question, though, is what, where, where would the money have gone anyways? Like, I, I, there, it's so bad. Did you see the other thing? Uh, the other weekend, there was 78 break-ins in cars and in, in just in that 48 period. 48-hour period in Oakland? In Oakland. Hey, and that yeah. means there were double that because people aren't report. You, most people don't report a car breaking. If someone broke my window, I would just yeah, take it and leave it. and yeah, yeah, exactly. call the insurance and get it fixed. I'm not calling the cops, right? What are yeah. they going to do anyways? The only reason why you call the cops is if your insurance makes you to file a report to get your money back. Hmm. Right. Uh, Chris, Chris Z, great point. No amount of money will change anything if the DA won't actually charge and convict criminals. That's for sure, too. I mean, deterrence, deterrence, uh, arrest is a deterrence only if there's a, a, a likelihood or, or, or some chance. It's, it's proportionate to the chance of conviction. Mm-hmm. If you know it's catch and release, fuck it. You know, I'm going to shoot someone in the head and turn around, put my hands behind my back, and then I'll be back at the Oscars Tacos for lunch. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to walk back that last statement I said. I want to apologize. Uh, Kyle, uh, I stand corrected. In California, I'm pretty sure it's bat person. I apologize. <laughs> Alex <laughs> Peters, bat they, them. <laughs> hey, do you see there was there was that in San Francisco? And he basically carried around a, um, I think it was like bear mace on the hip pocket and essentially a, a, a whistle and would just uh, hang out in the financial kind of mission district areas, like the real populated tourist areas in San Francisco and just blow the whistle. And if he got approached, would spray people with bear mace. That were breaking into cars. I think I did see some of that. You know what happened to him? What happened? He got arrested. Oh, shit. <laughs> like for, for some kind of terrorism for using a chemical? Yeah, it was like some vigilante thing. And they're like, hey, that's yeah, yeah. the cop's job. And they're like, well, the cops aren't doing it. And they're like, well, either can you. And and he got he got arrested. <laughs> I could see uh, it being a, a federal matter. And you haven't used a chemical on the on the population. He's, he's doing, you know chemical warfare and he's it's a terrorism charge domestic terrorist yeah <laughs> he had american flag on him too so he's probably one of those oh. uh, you know yeah he's one of those maga proud boys uh along those lines uh, um i saw candace owens was on uh patrick bet david and she was saying that she doesn't want to hear anyone complain about living in California or anyone. If you're in California, you've completely given up your right to complain about anything because you should have left there mm. and that you're a fucking idiot, basically. Uh, and I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, that's not hyperbole. She said, basically, you're a fucking idiot if you're raising your kids there because your kids are in danger. I should recuse <laughs> myself from the discussion. I, right. I know. <laughs> well, you're an Arizonian. Clearly, 100 <laughs> percent. Um, but um, I, I'd like to push back on her a little bit on there. I'd like to I'd like to propose the idea that, like, hey, you can pull your kids out of school. Um, and uh, you can also there's a bit of a cowardice if you're leaving. You're basically forfeiting this great state to these fucking idiots. And there is a way to stay here and uh, and fight. That being said, Greg and I did – I don't want to go into the details because it's too close to my family. But Greg and I did have a pretty serious conversation about what kind of dangers could be waiting um, for my kids. 
based on other people. And like I, I've told you guys before, Greg and I have a mutual friend who the state of Washington tried to take her daughter and he escaped to Idaho. And two years later, the daughter's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for taking me out of Washington. That would have been a huge mistake. Do you, have, do you have any thoughts on on that, Greg? Would you? I mean, you've stated you wouldn't if you lived in California, you wouldn't send your kids to school for sure, right? You'd homeschool for sure. Absolutely. There's no chance. There's no chance. I don't know of a, a public or private school that I'm interested in at this point. Hmm. Yeah, it's got like that. Yeah. Uh, be, because of not even necessarily the school system. Maybe you go to a great school and it has all the values you have, but some counselor could say something to someone. And next thing you know, uh, child protective services in California is coming to your house to get your kids. We have a mutual friend who uh, he's got uh, three daughters and the school that he's sending his kids to is one of the bases campuses. And it was ranked, uh, in a top 100 of all schools in the United States to charter school and is a, his girls, a, she's a, she's a good girl. And she's always been that all the kids are really good. These are just super, super good straight A students. But uh, the oldest one night wasn't, wasn't going to do homework or study for finals. And basically you can't make me and had some preteen, uh, 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 resistance and uh, our buddy um, insisted on no uncertain terms that she was going to study and do it now and make good grades and then she went to school and reported that she was uh, afraid of her father and he yelled at her and it's funny because it might be the first time he's ever yelled at her right and so they pulled all of the kids out of class, the brothers and sisters, and asked if they had had their privates touched, if mom and dad touched each other in front of them. Oh, this is right. If, if the family, if anyone was on, on drugs, and uh, uh, do they drink, um, do they smoke weed, uh, just grilled them, all of them, including the 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 you know one's a one's in her preteen and the and the youngest is a early elementary school but they all got this interview and uh uh he was away on business at the time and they wanted to talk to the mom he told mom wait till i get there but he went armed to the teeth and really upset and when he got there the school told him relax it's nothing we got to the bottom of it and there's no problem, but there is a problem. And the problem is what they sat down and asked those kids. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And that can't be undone. Right. That can't be undone. I told them I wouldn't go down to the school without a lawyer and I'd probably file suit at the same time. Serve them. I had forgotten them. about that one. I was thinking about the other one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That shit is these crazy. Are, these are perfect parents and perfect kids. His, his, yeah, his kids, yeah. they, everywhere they go, they just want to know. So what are the rules, right? And yep, yep. we were at the airport and there was like, there were some rules on the wall. And he's like, look, hon, rules. And she runs over and is reading them and learning the rules. I mean, they're just good, good kids. And they've had no problems of any sort in the household. 
But she got upset enough with her dad yelling at her that she told her teacher that dad lost control and scared me, made me do homework. And that reaction set off a firestorm. The school was, he said, almost apologetic. Almost apologetic. Apology not accepted. Did me no good at all. You, I went to the you, pull, you pull my you pull my six year old into class and ask if mom and dad into the office and ask if mom and dad have touched your privates and I want to kill you. Right. Yeah. Hey, but all of them are primed for a witch hunt with how much stuff is in the media and everything else. They all, you know, everybody's looking to be that, that one, you know, hero. And so yeah. some, she probably said a buzzword. And since that was already primed in the teacher's mind, she's like, this is my opportunity. Here we go. This kid needs saving. Yep. We went to get passports the other day at the post office here in Santa Cruz. And, the, and we had our three kids there and getting passports for my wife and I and the three kids. And the guy basically said, you know, when, when people apply for passports, we got to like ask some questions about the kids. I mean, I can clearly tell that you're good parents and that these are good kids, but we're supposed to look out and make sure to see like if there's anything weird about uh, the passports and the kids. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And you can't say anything, right? You just got to be there like and, ju and just take it. But they talk to the kids. Oh, yeah. They, he And he jokingly said to Avi, do you have good parents? And Avi's like, yeah, I have good parents. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow. It's mm -hmm. like. Yeah. You figured if they had to do some sort of interrogation, they'd be a little bit more skillful, like ask you a handful of questions <clears throat> to kind of narrow in as to like, you know, whatever they're trying to dissect and then turn and ask a kid a very harmless, simple question that would corroborate what you just said. How about don't ask me any questions? You're a fucking postal worker just giving out fucking uh, <laughs> passports. You know what I mean? Just let me get yeah. my passport for my yeah. kid. I mean, I don't I don't need it. It reminds me of Greg wanting to build a second story in his house in the city saying why. Yeah. Like. like why why are you involved in in this? Because my buddy needs work. I mean, like, what the fuck is the Yeah. Hey, you can't even can't even go get your money out, man. Go try to get up ten thousand dollars out of the bank. What do you need it for, sir? Fuck e you, it's my money. Even in the, <laughs> even in the States they do that? Yeah. Yeah, you make a ten thousand dollar withdrawal and there's gonna be a paper trail. There's gonna be some some forms are gonna be filled out and sent away. Mm-hmm. An acquaintance of mine, a New York City assistant district attorney, was threatened with having his 11-year-old daughter removed because he wouldn't affirm her gender confusion. Holy shit. Public school initiated. Yeah, dude, these stories are everywhere. It's so funny, too. People, the, my, my liberal friends are like, hey, well, I don't know why you're getting all bent out of shape about it, bent out of shape about this. These are isolated incidences. And I'm like, dude, 48 rapes by men in women's prison, by men who've been put in women's prisons, that's not isolated. <laughs> it's isolated to the prisons with men in them yeah. in the women's section yeah <laughs> oh shit now he's on probation and his daughter runs him wow you get that what he's saying what, yeah. what that means yeah. wow hey going back to the original like you said the Candace Owens thing she kind of used the North Star as the whole point is to attack the nuclear family and so by having these things where we could separate kids from parents that are that are minors to question them, to pin them against their parents is kind of going back to the breaking apart or setting that wedge between parents and uh, and kids. And like Greg was saying, the preteens, I mean, everybody's going to have the bout of that. You kind of go to the dark side of the moon, right, as that teenager adolescence and and you do crazy shit. You're not you know, your mind isn't developed there in the place where you could have a logical line of thinking. 
And so if the schools are setting up uh, things where they could insert themselves to be that wedge, then that's just another step to kind of what she, what Candace Owens was saying is that, hey, the only thing you have to focus on is ways that the families are being broken apart and everything else kind of falls into play once we've, once we've separated parents' authority and autonomy over their children. Yeah, you know, Hillary's uh, It Takes a Village to Raise a Child is really just soft-pedaling the village wants your children. And that, that's where we're at. I mean, I, I like that there's a national debate now as to whether parents should have any have have reasonable inputs into uh, the school curriculum. In the schools, the teachers union's position is that you really don't have inputs. You're not trained educators. Mm-hmm. You're talking about putting uh, climate change into the curriculum in Washington state. I saw oh, it's, it's in there. <clears throat> crazy well i for one believe the government's going to fix the climate we just got to give them more money that's all they need maybe yeah. maybe more control too let's give them a little more control a little more money i think they'd solve it once you phrase it like that i don't understand how anyone falls for it anymore once you say hey they want to raise taxes in order to fight climate change and everyone's like yes yeah. smart people are like yeah of course let's do that yeah let's charge more and it's like wait a second but what are you going to spend the money on? Government is absolutely terrible with deploying capital. I mean, you could see it in go to the DMV. I mean, look, I had to get deputized to uh, to officiate that marriage. And there was no simple way to do it. You couldn't do it through through the Internet. I couldn't pay through a portal. Like, I mean, it is so slow to, to accomplish anything. And you're 100% on their time. And that's just because there's no incentive for them to go faster. If the free market isn't deciding whether your service is valuable or not, and it, if you give a level one service or a level 10 service and you still get more money funneled into your institution every single year, yeah. there's no incentive yeah. to have it. And then now the market's not deciding. It's just, hey, shut up, take your number, go wait in that line over there. Yes. Jake Chapman, I'm on the PTA at my school. Get involved. I think Eaton Beaver's on his school board, right? I, mm-hmm. I think that makes him a terrorist. <laughs> well, he's he he's fighting back. Thank you. My my laundry came back. Hold on. Yeah, take your time. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Chris Z. More taxes equals gooder weather is such a Ralph Wiggum train of thought. <laughs> Lindsay W. Homeschool for the win. I had this um, I had this uh, thought about homeschooling Mm -hmm. that I want to run by Greg in regards to if you hire someone to teach your kids at home, I don't think it's really homeschooling. I think you're missing the point of homeschooling. I think homeschooling is really it might even be a misnomer. I think the term is raise your own kids. It's it's, it might not even be. Right, because I know people who are homeschooling, but they've hired people to take care of their kids, and meaning like to put. What their do you kids- mean hired? Like, like because I I just imagine it. I would just equivalent the same thing that you do. Like you're not a black belt in jujitsu. You right. bring somebody who's a black belt to right. jujitsu right. in. Your kids learning. You're, they're under your supervision, under your roof. Totally. I, I think I'm that. You- okay. Bye. Thank you well, very much. Great question. Hey Greg, when I think of homeschooling, also I think of, of like. It's kind of a misnomer. Really what you're saying is, is have your kids and raise your kids. And I'm not saying it's okay to um, hire, take them to a jiu-jitsu class or hire a skateboarding coach. But I think you should be there 
You should be watching. You should be a part of it. You should at least be there most of the time. But And then most of the time, you should be raising your kids. You should be doing something with your kids. I don't think that like homeschooling is getting five or six kids together who don't want to be in the school system and hiring a teacher in one of their homes and to teach the kids. Like, I think that that's just another school. Do you have, do you have any? Agree. Yeah. Like if you're going to have kids, raise them. It's like a dog or a cat or a hamster or like raise your kid. There's an intellectual intimacy with teaching your kid long division. <laughs> that is quite. But you're going through right now, right? You're in that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I got one that's tearing it up, and I got another that's like, why the fuck would we do this when you could use a calculator? And you have to explain <laughs> and go through, and then we got to a point where she's like, I'm not going to learn it. And I'm going, but you are, you know? You might make it really hard. It might it might take longer than we need to, but it's something we, ha we have to do. And then you get to explain the importance of that and what it's like for people that are enumerate and illiterate. And it's... Uh, it, it reminds me so much of training. You know, I, you, you, I, was, I remember someone asked me once when I was tutoring, when am I going to ever use this? And I looked at the kid and he was a D student and having trouble. And most of the, most of the students I got to tutor were A students. This kid was one of the others. And I told him that, I understand your question and the way you're going, there's probably an outstanding chance you're never going to use it, but that's a tragedy. But it's, it's almost like asking when is it that I'm ever going to need to do a jumping jack? How's that going to save my life? Where, where am I going to use these or a push up or a sit up? And, and we do these things because it's exercise for the body and it's exercise for the brain. And it's fulfilling your potential, creating a potential, and making you a complete human being. The questions, the questions poorly conceived. So we're, we're all learning long division. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could articulate it, but it, there's also places where I've learned math where I'm not necessarily using the math skills that I've learned in the past, but I'm th there's a contribution to what i learned to the way i think there's a there's a uh a, a sven diagram kind of like uh um it's like i exercise that muscle in my brain that did the math and so i have that muscle and i can utilize it for other things that's, I'm exactly not, right. that's my that's why i liken it to the push-up yeah if you were if you were ever uh uh you know proned out and wanted to come up it's unlikely that you would first press to a plank and then bring a foot up there's a more natural faster movement and so it may lack practical uh applications in in any kind of exact sense precise sense but it is uh, undoubtedly developmental and would aid other things beyond the push-up move itself. Heidi Krum, thanks, Sevi. Uh, who will pay my rent? I don't have an answer for you. Uh, Montessori school. Those the people are everywhere. The people, the the the, the people that you don't want to be around your kids are at, at this point in your life are everywhere. 
is what I'm is what I'm saying. It, it, I guess it also depends on what state you're in. But there, I, I, I agree with Greg's sentiment. In California, there isn't a, there probably isn't a, a school that's, um, there isn't, there isn't a school where you probably shouldn't be worried about what your kids are being taught or who's, who's influencing your kids in a way that's, uh, not like, not like they're going to teach them that it's okay to eat carbs. Worse than that, it's something deeper than that. They're going to poison their way of thinking. They're going to possibly get. They're going to. They're going to intersect on the development of their brain in a way that will take will become preoccupy the rest of their life unraveling. Yeah, I mean, think about it. it's the framework of the way. It's not what necessarily is taught, although you can make the argument for that too. But it's how it's taught, right? So if you have, and I've talked about this a couple of times, like once they've taken Socratic method out of the way that uh, school is being taught, then you're no longer teaching individuals to think. You're teaching them to think in the way that they're being taught, which is not questioning it. And now, by the way, it's being a step further where if you really question some of the beliefs, you'll be outcasted, right? Or they'll call mom and dad or something like that. So now you don't even have the ability to critically question which then drives the critical thinking muscle so to speak right because you'll 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 be outcasted by it for example they will ask you what your gender is without even explaining to you that it's not real first exactly or you say well when i was at home my mom and dad said biologically there's only two sexes that could exist okay now we got a real problem that kid's a problem yeah did you see uh royce uh, uh, uh royce got some time in the morning chalk up did you see that greg that chick, uh, the rocket CrossFit lady, the lady who you tangled with during the uh, yeah, Floyd yeah, 19 yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. She, the, one she's, who, the one who sent me an email, I responded to it, then she heavily edited what she sent me and published it. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Royce. Yeah, she, she has chimed in on some Morning Chalk Up article where she's pushing for genderless bars. Because if you have a male bar and a female bar, you're insinuating that there's only two genders. That she wants, hey, God, the morning chalk up is just like, I don't know. I don't know how it's even treading water. <laughs> They're putting inflammatory articles like this so they at least to get some engagement. Get still. some attention. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, Coffee Papa, Mountain Mama. Uh, thanks to Sevy and Greg talking about homeschool. We took our son out of public school this year, and he's in a Christian homeschool co-op, and it's amazing. He never liked school before now. Are you guys Christian? I'd put my kid – I'm not Christian, and I would put my kid in a Christian school. if, if, if That would be the first place I'd go if I was going to put him in a school. Go straight to a fucking religious school. Hmm. And here's the thing. A lot of people are pushing back and they say stuff like, hey, the religious motherfuckers are just as fucking bad and they're molesting people and hurting kids and blah, blah, blah. You're missing the point if that's what you're saying. I agree. There's bad people everywhere. It's not those religious schools that are trying to normalize this behavior to kids. That's the, the You have to really be able to see the distinction. There are bad people everywhere. I get it. Anywhere there's men, there's a pervert. I get it. I understand it. I have a full grasp and understanding of how we operate. That being said, I don't want a community that's trying to normalize um, giving, uh, give, force feeding uh, drugs on my kids or giving kids autonomy over themselves in terms of chopping off their genitalia or allowing men to molest the kids. I don't want. I have no interest in normalizing that at all. I want those people to be scared and hiding. 
and, 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 and if you are doing that at the church, you are scared and you're hiding. And I prefer you're like that. I don't want to normalize it. I'm not trying to legalize. I'm not trying to fix pedophilia by, by legalizing it. I'd rather my kids come home and want to know how the hell did he turn uh, uh, water into wine? Sounds like bullshit. Is that even possible? I'd rather have discussions that right. look like that than, than hear about that our, uh, our sex is completely, uh, notice they didn't use the word gender, that our sex is entirely arbitrary. That it's, it's a mental construct. Greg, do, do you do you don't see the comments, do you? I, I do. Oh, you yeah. do? Oh, okay. I didn't think you did see them. Yeah. Hey, I got one piece for Heidi, because I was arguing with you last time, Zevon, about this a little bit with yeah. the, the homeschool thing. And I think the antidote to that, because I think a lot of the people who listen to this show may not have the opportunities to pull their kids out and, and, and homeschool due to financial constraints or whatever. But I think the second the second thing to that is just a, a very heavy involvement. What'd you learn today? Okay, why'd you learn that? Who are your friends? What are you guys talking about? Cool, could I have their numbers? I'm going to talk to their parents. Hey, I set up a parent-teacher conference with this teacher. I'm going to go in and meet them. Like, you have all those opportunities. So if you do not have the financial uh, uh, ability to be at home the whole entire time or to hire somebody else to then just roll your sleeves up and get to work and literally just insert yourself, for lack of better words, involve yourself so much so that you know the teachers on a first name basis, you have their emails, you know all the kids' parents who your kids are hanging out with, you know what they're, what they're learning, and then you're having thoughtful Socratic discussions about it. Why'd you learn that? Do you think that to be true? Okay, let's go back and forth about it and have dialogue, right? And that's something like we had a discussion. I was a uh, public school and my, both my parents worked. I was the last one picked up from daycare as my mom's scrambling home to make ends meet and, and grab me and stuff. But the level of involvement was insane. We were there every night, dinner together, okay? And my, my mom would go into the what you learn, and my dad would say, tell me something interesting that had happened on the playground. I don't want to hear about school. I want to hear about what, what happened. And would remember all friends' names or different kids that came in discussion would say them by name. Hey, what about Sevon? Did you see with him today? Okay, all right, cool. You know, are you guys still hanging out? Do you see them? And so that's, I think, is the the answer to people that may not have that opportunity to homeschool. I want to say figure out a fucking way, but yours is probably um. That is the way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, figure out a way to fucking raise your kid and spend time with your kids, but yours is probably more practical and valuable. I mean, there's there's there's, there's people. Mom and dad both working twelve hour days, you know, just to yeah. just to get by. Yeah. Heidi Kroom, uh, my kids, my kid is in a private Christian school now and she loves it. That's awesome. And I love you too, Heidi. You're an awesome human being. Uh, nasty, Jake Chapman, nasty people hide well. They sure do. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, there was a question in here, Greg, for you. Uh, Greg, for such a large city, any thoughts why there are so few boxes in Phoenix, Arizona? No, I don't. That is, it's interesting. I'd never really considered it before. Uh, how many are there? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going over to that uh, map right now to find out. Did you hear about this F-35 jet? Uh, the pilot ejected over North Charleston? 
Mm-hmm. Jet went missing for a while. They asked the public to help him find it. Yeah, an autopilot, and he was he was hurt. He sustained uh, some serious injuries and is in serious but stable condition. And uh, I'm wondering if he lost flight controls and had to eject at uh, hit a at a at a bad speed. It's an interesting uh, story. But I immediately that he ejected and left it on uh, on uh, autopilot, and they lost the plane. I I, uh, I automatically went to he had cardiac arrest. <laughs> Or accidentally pulled the ejection button switch. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like there's quite a few uh, gyms around the Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe. Pull up the map. Can you pull, can yeah, you yeah, yeah. How, how many is it? Um, here, let me pull it up. Uh, Mrs. Burns, uh, my parents couldn't homeschool but did ex- uh, send me to Christian school and did exactly what Sousa is saying. My parents had a healthy control every as- over every aspect of my life, and I'm so grateful. Oh, yeah, that's a shitload. That's not a shitload. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, I feel like that's that's quite a bit, right? Although that is a pretty big area. Yeah, yeah. but there's certain parameters, right? It's America's fifth largest city now, I believe. And mm-hmm. and I think in Sydney, there's something like in the greater Sydney area, there's like 300 boxes or something crazy like that, maybe 500. I wonder if the summer heat it, it certainly would would uh, would have an impact on year-round participation. I wonder if if decreasing year-round participation has a chilling effect on all participation. The year-round heat is that we said? No, just that you're. Um, the, your prospects in a CrossFit gym are kind of interesting in June, July, and August. And, uh, I, you know, I, hell, I know a lot of people that aren't in town June, July, and August. Mm-hmm. And that makes kind of supporting a local box maybe a little less, less likely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think people understand how hot it is there. I don't think most people can get the gravity of that, by the way. The, the the is it the is it the hottest place on on earth like in some in some by some metrics like more hot days or it's got to be hot sunniest in the united states or something hottest metropolitan area in the u.s and those three months are bad we were just at lunch i was saying there's there's only seven things about phoenix that are super cool and it's october november december january february march and april <laughs> that's what it is and in those months, there's likely as not to have the best weather in the country. What do I mean by that? Blue skies and 70 degrees on Christmas Day, you know, that you can count on. So it, it might be that it might. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we uh, Maggie belongs to uh, CrossFit North Scottsdale and CrossFit Coeur d'Alene. And uh, I think that because she's to some extent transient to both it it's uh it's not the same interaction that you'd have say in santa cruz where i saw you 12 months out of the year mm-hmm. i would hate to lose my clientele in significant numbers for three months yeah which happens in both places right 
Well, it happens in it happens in in uh, in Phoenix for sure. I mean, my neighborhood it, where, where I live in Arcadia, it uh, it largely empties out. In fact, I we have I have a, a dozen friends in Coeur d'Alene that I know from Arcadia. Some of them I met in Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> so I'm, I go to over to Gaza and someone introduces me to a guy who explains to me that he's my neighbor in, in Phoenix. Um, uh, the quarter lane one, the quarter lane one probably loses a significant though, amount also. I would think that there are people that take off for the, for the winter. Yeah. Does, like does Maggie have a preference? Which one she likes better? Does she like the Phoenix one or quarter lane? I would think quarter lane would be more familial, smaller city. She, had, she has, Super friends in both. Yeah. Natalie Bates. Hi, Natalie. My mom is from another country. You never talk back to your elders or you got your ass whooped. Parents don't parent anymore. Love you guys. Hey, Nat. Yeah. I don't, I, I police it way more with my wife than with me. I will come flying out of a bedroom somewhere. If I hear my wife say something to the kids, like go wash your hands and I don't hear a yes, mom, I'll come fucking marching in the room <laughs> like quick. Like, hey, what the fuck? Your mom just said something to you. And they and they jumped to attention. Uh, Jeanette Hines, cool picture. Jeez, that's a really cool picture. I was homeschooled with my two siblings. Both my parents were music teachers. Oh, that's cool. And my mom taught from our living room. She also got her master's while, while homeschooling. I always perk up my ears when I see this. Both her parents were music teachers, which on one hand makes me think that they would be moronic liberals, but then they homeschooled. So... Makes me realize that they were prop. They're they are they're thinkers. They're wise people. They're hyper creatives. It's an interesting. Um, interesting. They can track a January six Facebook post, but not a three billion dollar jet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Dude, the price tag? I think three billion. I saw eighty million for one. Maybe maybe the original project was three billion, but uh, let me see. Um, I saw eighty million. Oh yeah, F thirty five is built by Lockheed Martin. Cost around eighty million each. Maybe the entire project was three billion for the the whole uh, package. Uh, let me read you this uh, at the bottom of the article, Greg. From um, I think this is CBS News. Uh, a Marine Corps spokesperson on Monday said the Marine Corps is ordering an immediate two day safety stand down for all aviation units as a result of three accidents. Uh, F-35 mishap on Sunday, uh, F-18 pilot death in a training accident, and then three Marines died in an Osprey crash off Australia. Those are all within the last month. Hmm. Is that unusual? I don't know. I mean, a, a two-day suspension, all Marine, all Marines, all flights. I'm surprised no one's blamed. I'm yeah, surprised. Retraining? Retraining? Oh, during that two days? Yeah. N nothing. It's just a formality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least three U.S. Marines were killed Sunday when an Osprey aircraft uh, carrying 23 personnel crashed on a North Australian island during a training exercise. Wow, that's crazy. Only three died with 23 dudes on the plane? This thing's crazy. Wow. If you haven't ever seen one of these, if you live in California, you see these. These things are a trip. It's like part airplane, part helicopter. You see them all over San Diego. 
Can those uh, propellers rotate? Is that what it does? It just goes yes. straight up and down, then rotates and goes forward. Wow. Yep. I don't think I've ever seen that. They make a pretty crazy sound, too. Those are for ki- destroying tanks or something, Greg? Aren't those called, like, tank killers or something? No, uh, that's uh, it's a broad purpose. It does a lot. But uh, amongst killing tanks, I'm sure. Um. One of our level one trainers was uh, tasked with reducing the fatalities in the Osprey. And uh, it was such a stressful thing. <coughs> and he, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he uh, had a heart attack. Oh, from the stress? Yeah. Look at the record on those things. They've been dropping from the sky for a long time. Hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna write the name of this box down. CrossFit Outer Banks. Uh, they must have a lot of guests drop-ins, like, like Vegas. Yeah, and like some of the gyms in Hawaii and stuff too. Uh, Osprey Fatalities. Osprey Fatality. Hey, wasn't there a plane... Um, that you'd see at the FBO and they called it like the doctor killer or something or the widow yeah. maker. What was that plane? Yeah, it was a, a, a Beechcraft Bonanza. And, and why particularly did that? The split tailed doctor killer. Mike Bergner's wife, Leslie's father, was a neurosurgeon who lived in Fallbrook and he'd killed, he was killed in one of those. Any particular why? reason that that plane killed so many doctors? Um, they're 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 a little squirrely. It takes uh it takes it takes good piloting skills. I understand. I'm no expert on this, but since 1992, the V22 Osprey has recorded 15 hole loss accidents. Well, that doesn't sound good. That hole's like just basically the center of the plane, the body, no the, the abdomen, the whole thing just gone. The whole... Boom, fireball. Uh, Resulting in 53 reported fatalities, including the most recent crash on Melville Island. The crashes occurred during testing exercise and during combat. Wow. Man. We're not meant to fly, but we do it. (laughs) We fly. You ever had any? Uh, you do you ever think about getting your pilot's license, Greg? Since you own a plane, briefly. briefly. You do think you could land it though in a pinch, right? If your pilot went dead. No, I'm not sure I could. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those stories I tell myself whenever I'm flying with Greg. Greg will land it if something happens. <laughs> there's a there's a YouTube video. It's fuck the audio story, only. Yeah. Uh-huh. But. Uh, it's the one they made a movie out of, but it's a guy sits up in the front seat with the pilot and shortly after takeoff, the pilot croaks, just falls over dead. And, uh, man, the poor guy sitting passenger lands the thing and just to ruin the movie and the story for everyone, he does an absolutely perfect landing, but he has fundamentally no flying experience. And, uh, he's there 20 minutes just trying to stop it from climbing where it would have stalled out and fallen to earth. But uh, there's no one that they can put on that actually believes that the pilot's dead and that he wasn't the co-pilot. 
you know, he has to explain that to each person new. It's really, and he's got, he's got a great attitude about it and, and a great accent. And you don't seem to understand this thing. Doing. <laughs> and the pilot, he's gone. He's telling him he's gone. He has to get his wife to help pull him out of the seat so he can control the thing. Oh, it's just horrible. Holy shit. But he pulled it off. And so that's that's my exposure. I don't I don't I don't know if I could I could have done that. Uh, clock eighty to one hundred million, depending on the type. F thirty five C is closer to one hundred. That's the one with uh, all the bells and whistles, good stereo and shit. An estimate floating around now is that the entire program will cost one point seven trillion over the co- course of the F thirty five's service. Uh, that's the warthog that kills tanks. All right, yes. let me see what that thing. A ten. A warthog. Oh, that's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> you got the animal too, yeah, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. I recognize that thing too. What'd you say, Greg? Put A10 with that. Well, uh, warthog A10. Yeah. I recognize this thing. I've seen these over. The engines that the I guess the what AC130 has. And so the sound signature is identical. And if you can't get an AC-130, you might be able to talk a warthog into flying over and it sends all the bad guys running in all different directions because they're scared to death of the AC-130. Oh, wow. So you can fool them with that thing. I thought an AC-130 was a cargo plane. It's uh, There's a warship version that's uh, unprecedented in the amount of of uh, firepower can bring to to bear the uh youtube videos on that are crazy sadly entertaining just decimating everything in its path uh, no one gets away groups of people and then they start running they just pick them off one at a time running through fields and hiding under trees and you know uh later jake good having you this morning Good having you. Uh, yep, Bernie uh, Warthog was a tank killer. Thank you. Uh, Sevon not flying with Greg anymore. Nah, I'll still fly with him. <laughs> I'm addicted to the phone. Uh, clock, the U.S. Marine Corps uh, used to lose a lot of people in uh, helicopter accidents. CHF 50, CH-53 is going down in the ocean with 28 grunts on board, etc. Uh, they still do it, it seems. Your dad was a helicopter pilot, right, Greg, For the in the Navy? 53 pilot uh, oh. squadron, squadron commander. Wow. And uh, has uh, had one go down and spent hours in the drink waiting for help. Oh, your dad did? Yeah, between uh, Catalina and uh, San Diego. He Was spent, your dad flying? Yeah, spent two, three hours in the water. Oh, shit. He so he basically, he basically set a helicopter down in the ocean. Yep. Do you know any details to that story? Yeah, I think they threw a blade, and he was quick enough to auto-rotate so it didn't destroy him. And they just had no choice but to set it into mayday, 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 splash. And everyone got out, and I I don't know much else. He had another story of uh, being 25 miles off the coast of, or something like that, off of San Diego and seeing two sunburned kids in an orange raft. And... uh, God, you can only get close enough. You have to look with glasses because of the prop wash, right? 
but they called the Coast Guard and the Coast Guard says, you got to stay with them. Uh, we're 45 minutes out. And uh, so he's like, I, you know, I don't have a lot of fuel. So anyways, he, he blew them all the way into shore, the whole squadron. <laughs> and I always think there's a great story because there's two assholes somewhere that have this story about being out at sea and the Navy helicopters blowing them back onto the sand. And of course, no one believes that shit, right? <laughs> No way. Yeah, no one believed yeah. that. It would have been neat to have met those kids someday. But my dad says, I put them into the dry sand. <laughs> Blew their raft across the highway. I mean, <laughs> put them in the dirt. A wad zombie. Greg's dad did all of that just so my Starbucks barista can wear a diaper. <laughs> uh, Greg, I have. Uh, um, we're doing some technical stuff here today. We're going to work um, on uh, figuring out we, we this is the first time Susie has been in the studio here. And thank you for all your help in building it, by the way. Thank you very, very much. Oh, my other camera went offline. And um, oh, I turned it off. It overheated. So um, but we have limited time and I got um, Haley's taking the kids out of the house here. So I need to watch Ari on the um, in his cast today. So we're ending the show early today. But I appreciate How's, you. How's he doing? He's good, dude. He's good. good. Thank you for asking. Good. He's doing really good. He's moving around. He crawls. He's not complaining about pain. Yeah, snapped his shin yeah, in half. He, He's good. He he'll he'll beat that cast to a pulp before it's done. <laughs> yeah, right? good. It won't, it won't be needed before they take it off. Good. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> he's know, a champ. Those bones already found each other. I saw that X-ray a week later. And thank you to your daughter uh, and, and all your kids taking care of him. I know I brought him to your house three nights in a row, and your kids were fucking awesome with him. Thank you. Uh, he's 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 a good kid. He's a lot of fun, and uh, that works. C pulling up a little short today because I'm on a Swiss uh, family vacation. Where are you going to be? So next week, if we if we have you, you might be on a sailboat in Croatia. <laughs> yeah, we go to Croatia for two weeks on a Saturday. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Be in the water. I'd love to do it on the boat with you. Let's see how that works. <laughs> we'll give it a try. It might it might be phone or spot. But it'd be fun to try. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Say hi to your whole family, dude. And uh, and I'll and I'll be calling you. I'll be bugging you. You're nine hours ahead. All right, sir. Okay, love you. Bye. Adios. Greg Glassman, uh, Tim Murray. What a great show today. Holy shit. Uh, Audrey, I love doing it on a boat. Who doesn't? <laughs> um. All right. Fuck, what a great show. Bruce Wayne, bye, Greg. Love you. Um, I love being in the studio with you so much more. Oh, really? That's good to hear. Yeah. I, I feel like it, and we were in here last time with Hiller and stuff like that. It feels so much more like, I mean, even though I'm looking at you on the screen right now, but I could like hear you or when I was sitting on the couch, it feels so much more like natural. I feel like it's easier just to like have conversate a little bit easier converse conversate yeah conversate convert yeah convert all that yeah and so the a67s are not overheating oh i should call my wife real quick and tell her she can um get on with the day yeah basically like we while we do this so basically for, for uh if you guys don't know basically what we're doing today is we are working um we're setting up uh, test runs with jr howell for crash crucible to see how we're going to stream that which i'm fucking so excited about and uh, so that's another reason why we had to end the show early because we're going to be practicing doing all sorts of setups. So you might see us go live, by the way, later today. 
um, just doing testing. And if you do, you're welcome to join us. Uh, we're going to try hardwiring cameras. We got a bunch of new equipment to hardwire, uh, sorry, to hardwire cell phones to routers so that it'll be like Zelos games, but a much, much, much better picture. But that means my wife has to take the boys skateboarding today. And that means um, that uh, Bluetooth device uh, attempting to pair, please click the pairing code. I don't see the pairing code. Dismiss. Try again. Are you? Oh, hello? Setting something up over there. I'm trying to hook the, because I had to, let me see what the fuck's going on here. Anyway, fuck it. I'll call my wife on this phone. I just got to let to let her know that she can split. Oh, what is the date of the crash crucible? I am not sure. Uh, maybe uh, October 13th, 14th. Oh, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. Mm-hmm. It's on our calendar. You see are, you, are you looking at the guest comment who we uh, invited on earlier? <laughs> yeah, today? I just see it because my texts don't pop up on this computer yet. So I just, Tell just him, don't sure. be a pussy. Everything's good at the gym, too. Uh, your wife can do the splits? Pro- probably. <laughs> she can do these nuts. <laughs> oh, she must be in the car already. All right, guys. Uh, we're going off the air. We'll be running tests uh, for the next three or four hours. If you see uh, us pop up, uh, we're going to be running all sorts of cameras and stuff. Some of the tests will be private. But we'll probably do at least one public uh, with Jer Howell all the way in the Carolinas. Um. Oh, I wonder if Jr. would invite Tim as a special guest for the competition. I hope the momentum can continue. Yeah, he, what a stud too, right? What a class act that guy is. All right, love you guys. See you tomorrow. Oh, let me tell you who we have on tomorrow. Is it uh, Karen Thompson? Karen, yep. Karen, Karen Thompson's coming on tomorrow. She's the former director of the CrossFit health program that was Greg's pet project, which is the one that everyone grew to love uh, she is no longer with CrossFit, uh, but she's still doing stuff. She's throwing a huge conference, and uh, we'll have her on tomorrow to talk about that. Uh, everyone's invited. It adds uh, CEUs for coaches, for L1 coaches, Yep. Uh, L2, all the whole shebang. It's, it is affiliated with CrossFit. And uh, she's also the author of a book called Sugar-Free Revolution. She might be the most well-connected person I know sort of in the um, true health space mm-hmm. with doctors, professors, uh, lawyers, any anyone who's like fighting the good fight uh, on the front lines uh, for for the uh, diabolical diseases and um, big big pharma, big sugar, big food that's all um, misleading people into being unhealthy. She's kind of she she knows more people in that kind of world than anyone I know. Anyway, uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye bye. You like the setup.